You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're now sitting here as the New York Knicks are about to trade Carmelo Anthony. And it comes down to one guy and one guy only. And I will say this about Steve Mills. Steve Mills thus far, who's done a lousy job in giving Tim Hardaway $71 million and giving Baker a full $9 million bucks, the entire mid-level exemption, which makes no sense at all, considering he's a restricted free agent. Well, they got to spend the money, so no, no, might no, as well no, spend no, it on no, somebody no. who wants to play for New York. Okay, right. Good. The guy he can't Dude, play. Dude, they're in the middle of starting over. Let me finish my over. opening thought. We Jesus just started the show God. and you're a pain in my ass already. You are a pain in my ass. Um, listen. Here's what's interesting. Yeah. To get Carmel to Houston, someone's got to eat a 60-plus million dollar contract of Nick Anderson. Now, you don't want him here, of course. He makes more money coming his way over three years than Carmel's got over the next two, obviously, right? Right. Here's the problem with it. Nobody else wants him either. Okay. So that's why you're hearing talks of the Pelicans getting involved now. The Pelicans. Maybe a fourth team getting involved Mm -hmm. because the Knicks are not going to take the Anderson contract. So right now, if another team or two don't get involved, Carmelo Anthony's going to be a Nick oh, opening stop. day. stop. He's not going to be a Nick. No, no, you're not listening. He's not going to be a Nick. If no, let me walk you through this again. Yeah. It's really black and white. So okay. maybe I, I, I'll, I'll break it down for you in the most rudimentary levels possible. Right. If another team is not willing to take Anderson's contract. I got you. And someone has to take it or Houston can't acquire the Carmelo contract. Right. Then Carmelo Anthony ain't going to Houston. Comprende, amigo? He, he's going to Houston. Okay. <laughs> let me walk, let me uh, walk you through this. Okay. If Ryan Anderson does not get sent to another team, right. meaning another team has to want Ryan Anderson, the Bucks are going to get Ryan Anderson. Here we go. The Bucks are going to get Ryan Anderson. It's going to be a three-team trade between the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Bucks. So just be quiet, keep your mouth shut, look at your plate, no, 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 and no. pay attention no. to what I'm telling you. If the you. Bucks were going to take Ryan Anderson, they would have taken him already. No, no? Gonna, they'll, they'll take him. Don't oh, you think it's it. going to happen now? I think it's going to happen. On, so what, did you get an alert from some NBA trade website or no? No, and by the way, Ryan Anderson's three years, $19.6 million a year. It's $60 million. Right, I, I know that. Carmelo's 50-something. Carmel is two years, $26 million. Plus, he also has a trade kicker, right. so that would make it up to $30 million. Correct. Uh, the Knicks could get... Uh, you want to just take a look at what the Knicks would get? Um, well, what what a site is this? Is this like an invented thing? No, no, it's, it's, this... a, it's, it's a trade site that I did. I okay. came up with it. So Carmelo Anthony goes to Houston. Yes. Anderson goes to Milwaukee. Yes. And the Knicks wind up with Teletovich, uh and a couple guys you probably never heard of. Right. Who combined are making seven, eight million bucks. So the Knicks would acquire four players at 19 million bucks. Carmelo goes to Houston. Anderson goes to Milwaukee. And financially, that trade could work. Okay, what thank are you. What are you punching in names and numbers on? I just like, like sport track. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all over it because you know, <laughs> you know me because I'm big into NBA trades. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Meanwhile, I, I will tell you this: I am yeah. big into the NBA free agent signings because it's fun. It is fun, right? and, and the it's amount of money that's being spent. And which and which brings me to my next point, and that is your your guy Richard Sherman. You love Richard Sherman, the cornerback from the uh, Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks, who basically comes out and says that if the NBA players want to get paid, NFL. they need to, NFL players want. 
to get paid like the NBA players, they're going to have to go on strike. Yeah, so I would say this about Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, who's uh, become a very wealthy man, made a lot of money based on his ability and talent, you know, right. take it away from him. Now, comparing the NFL to the NBA might be the dumbest thing I'll hear all day today, and I'm sure we're just getting started on here. A lot of dumb things. Yes, okay. <laughs> I, I would say this about what Richard Sherman said. As soon as Richard Sherman is willing to go out on strike yep. and not get paid a penny this year yep. and be a man of his convictions and sit on the sideline on strike, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a hunger strike, to get better working opportunities financially, yep. then I'll buy that. But I, you and I both know that Richard Sherman and not a single quarterback or anyone else making over $10 bucks is going to have the stones to say, you know what, I'm in, we ain't playing. And, and why is that? Because they're selfish. Well, you know, I... And it's a lot of money. I lived through it. I keep telling you, in 1987, I was the highest paid player in the league, just signed a new contract for $1.2 million a year. Right. And I actually had to lend money to guys on my team to keep this thing going from the Cincinnati Bengals standpoint. We had guys on our team cross the line. Uh, Lawrence Taylor crossed the line. Joe Montana crossed the line. Right. Uh, it's almost virtually impossible to get 1,500 players who are a revolving, you know, going through a revolving door. You know, one year they're a part of the NFLPA, the next year they're out because of either, you know, attrition through uh, getting cut or, you know, retiring or whatever. And there, there's just no firm ground for those Plus, players. Plus, one guy might have on. financial problems, and, he's, and in his mind, you know what? I better show up so I can pay the mortgage next week. That, that's exactly right. Now, the interesting thing is, is that all of a sudden now, and this is one thing that LeBron James pointed out when Steph Curry signed his deal with the Golden State Warriors, it, he says he's underpaid. He should be paid more than $40 million right. a year. And the reason for that is because he basically is, along with, you know, Clay Thompson and, and uh, you know, Draymond Green and now Kevin Durant, have given the owners of the Golden State Warriors one of the richest franchises in the NBA. In other words, the worth of the franchise right. has grown exponentially That's fair. over the last five years to include now the, the Dallas Cowboys, who are worth over $4 yeah. billion. But I, view, I always view it this way. Uh, if you uh, bought the team, yep. you should uh, be able to make money too. Well, sure, but, right? they're, but they're saying that they're also making money on paper. In other words, the worth of the team has grown. So when you see Jeffrey Loria uh, buy the Miami Dolphins for a little bit over $150 million. Uh, Marlins, right. Uh, Marlins, yep. God, Jesus. Right. The Marlins over $150 million. And then turn around and sell the team or try to sell the team for $1.3 billion. Right. You know, that's the argument that the the uh, the players But there's will no make. argument there. It's silly. You are an employee. You get paid a lot of money to do the job that you're hired to do. Right. And the owner of the company should always make more money because he owns the company. Like the notion that professional athletes are not being uh, just justly and rightly compensated for what they do is a joke. Right. Now, you, I, you can make the argument that maybe five years ago, ten years ago, even with all the money that, you know, that they weren't. But the bottom line is this. It's so simple. If I own the team, you work for me. That's right. I'm going to make more money than you. Well, that's true, too. And, and, and you can't bitch about that because you're the employee. Put a group of guys together and go buy a team. I'll never forget when, uh, when uh, Glenn Big Dog Robinson was negotiating his big contract yeah, yes, I with remember. Milwaukee Bucks. And the owner of the Bucks said, I'll tell you what, I'll flip-flop with you. I'll give you the franchise. You give me the contract you're asking for because I'll make out better. Now, that was 20 years ago. At that point in time, he would. But if he would have held and sat on his investment, then his investment would have grown to uh, the levels that the NBA team's worth now is. Pro athletes shouldn't say boo about their compensation uh, at this this level. No, I don't know. They shouldn't. Why does does a pro athlete think that they have the right 
to make more money than the owner. They, they, I don't understand they, that. They're not saying that. What they're saying is that you know when you when you break up the amount of money that is being paid to the athletes, right. which is fifty one percent of the revenue in the NBA, I believe, and I think it's like fifty one or fifty two, whatever it is in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, those contracts have got to continue to grow because the CBA. There's you you can't have a professional sports franchise own that for, franchise without agreeing to the CBA. Right. Now in these capped leagues, there is a minimum amount required to spend. Right. And there's a maximum amount that you can spend now speaking of richard sherman uh you know uh and looking at him specifically he signed a four-year 56 million dollar extension oh uh, woe is me right it's not I, fair I, it's I not equitable I you're one you're... guy out of 53 on a team but my point is that richard sherman is not sitting out a year no right and not collecting his like this year let's say he wanted to say okay we all need to go out on strike he would be giving up 11.5 million dollars he's not going anywhere he's going to play right. football the next time <clears> there's going to be problem. a strike is going to be in the nba in whatever it is two three years it's going to be a lockout contract. it's going to be a lockout right because they're going to they're going to lower the cap everyone's going to have to start taking pay cuts that's going to be the the new reality of sports when tv contracts change because everything's going digital anyway and i hate to tell you this as soon as a pro athlete or a radio talk show host uh, bitches about their salary publicly. Yes, they they lose, and they should lose because they ain't working for a living compared to the people that enjoy what they do as entertainers. It'd be like Tom Cruise going. What do you mean a million, 20 million bucks for Mission Impossible 9? Yeah, so, dude, I understand. Like, go F yourself. I, yeah, I understand okay, what you're saying. How about this? Go right now to Staten Island, all right? Yeah. Go to the South Shore. Go to Sanitation Unit number 3. Nice. They're listening right now, picking up Staten Island garbage, which might be the worst garbage in the five boroughs. No, it's not. There's no way. It might be. I don't These know. guys are busting their Dude, asses. We come, we, we come to work in the morning. You see the piles of garbage yes. on the streets of Manhattan? I do see it. You know that I do. You see all the animals like festering around the, that festering garbage? Festering animals. It's That's what you get. Yeah, so I, I appreciate where you're coming but from. But what I'm saying well, is, no, tell no, those guys, Dude, I agree Richard Sherman's you. not making enough money. They're, they're on the truck. I hear them. Dude, they're laughing right now. Dude, I live the life of what Richard Sherman is asking for athletes in the, NBA, in the NFL felt to do I, and i saw it firsthand exactly how disastrous of a move it was for the nfl pa i saw guys really? like i told you I lawrence know. taylor and tim i don't Cromine, know how you look those guys in the face all these guys crossing the picket line and everything else and like i'm trying to talk to half of my team saying guys we got to stay out we got to stay out right i have the most to lose no 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 and by the way your reputation just gets tattered uh, and it, it, or it ends up in tatters, right. like it did in 1987 in Cincinnati for me. You know, I was public were, enemy number one because right. people did not. And, you know, Mike Brown, the owner of the team who gave me the new contract, loved me as a player, appreciated me as a leader, and I get all that stuff. But basically, was also playing politics with me. He made you the highest paid player, so there's a microscope on you. Right, exactly. And I had a deal underneath that microscope. So it sounds great when you say it, and it sounds tough when you say it. Right. But the reality is that these players will never do it. No, I agree 100%. So they can talk Especially all with that. Derek Carr making you $25 million guys, now. Come listen, on, it's not going to happen. I, I juxtaposed the two. I got Danny and Mike on a garbage truck in Staten Island yes. making whatever they make, 40000 50000 a year. And over to the right, I got Richard Sherman making $50 bucks. gong. We better be ready to strike if we want to get ours. You guys already get more than half of all the revenue. Right. Go F yourselves. I hear you. As soon as an athlete says, oh, it's the working conditions, uh, the money, really. It doesn't work. Go get a job. Because, you know, I heard Alan Jerry this morning talking about would you, uh, um, McGregor and Mayweather were BSing with each other in uh, Canada yesterday. Yep. And tonight they'll do it in Brooklyn. 
And uh, the thing was, uh, Mayweather said, why don't we do this? Why don't we just both put our allotted money that we're going to get paid for the fight into one pot, winner take all. You want to talk a lot of smack? Winner take all. Right. Loser gets Ugats, right? Right. So I go, wouldn't that be great for all the guys that say, I'd play this game for free. Okay. We'll give you a chance to do that. Every game you play, the winning team gets all the money. Right, I get it. You know, it's, not the guy, oh, it's not happening. Well, what I meant to say was, in a, a that's what you meant to hey, say. Hey, just so you know this, uh, yesterday uh, the Green Bay Packers had a file as a you know publicly owned company. So they, they're the one NFL team out of the 32 that files all their numbers so everybody could see what the team is making. Right. All right? So they so, can't run for president. So the NFL okay. distributed last year. Yes. $7.8 billion to 32 teams. So what's that? That's, a, that's, that's a jump of 10% from the year before. That's how popular the so NFL is. That 200 is. Some odd million a $244 million as their share of the league's national revenue for fiscal 2016. Now, here's what's key about that. And it's up, and it's up $22 million than, than it was the year before. So in two years, they've made about a half a billion dollars. Well, here's what's key about that. That's the Number Packers. one, that's the national money. Right, so that doesn't include their local sponsorships and all that stuff. Right, one number two, that also includes a, you know the the relocation fee. Yes, it, it also does. includes digital revenue that yes, they never had before. Yep. So they are growing the sport financially, which again is their right because they are the owners. If I own Il Matone and I got a great pizza maker, guess what? I'm making more than he is. He works for me. Right? I, dude, I agree with you. I hate this I, notion I of, well, we're making more than half the revenue, but we deserve more. You don't deserve squat You sound more. like Donald Trump, man. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You do. Yes, you do. How do I sound like Donald that's, Trump? Sound, that's exactly how he would sound. That's what he would I say. I don't know. what. I don't and know. here's the thing. According to Green Bay, the local revenue, yeah. the local revenue that was generated by the Green Bay Packers, not the national revenue, the, ro- the local revenue, how much? I have no idea, nor do I care, but good. Almost $200 million on top of the 244 that they so got. So you're talking about half so, a trillion. So their, their, their number, the team's total number for yeah. last year. Go. Uh, $441.4 million. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Radar, radar. Uh, turn the floor, good Mike. We have a bogey in the sky. Uh, we have uh, on the left flank, left flank, 1L1R. We're ready to take off. <laughs> I think I can take him, Johnny. Give me the, give me the green light. Give me the green light. Ready to go. <laughs> we have the green light there on uh, Whiskey Tango 47. We're flying over the Mohegan Sun Golf Course. We have three deer. Take them out. Pow, pow, pow. They're shooting the deer. Whiskey Tango, go dark, go dark, go dark. Kind of All that. Like I was just in a Bill Cosby uh, you know, rant. <laughs> Could you pick someone else other than Bill Cosby? Jesus I don't know. Christ. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I will say this. Right now. I mean, you know, uh, Stevie, our uh, traveling engineer with us, uh, has had some unique moments in radio history here at WFAN. Stevie and, A. Well, Stevie A. And Stevie A uh, sometimes has the mics on, sometimes has the mics off. Turn my mic on. Right, exactly. Whiskey Tango, we've got a problem. We've got a, we've got a large, heavy bogey on the left flank. <laughs> Come
coming up well in the rear is the Michael K. Show. <laughs> I never saw a guy with mediocre ratings gloat more about having mediocre ratings in my entire life. I told you last night. How about this one? Hey, after 15 years, we almost got him. <laughs> yeah, he's only got four months left on the job, but we're finally getting close. You lost 119 consecutive months. You barely won for one month. We're well on our way. You're finally picking up what the show is all about. <laughs> I think you couldn't help yourself this no, morning. No, because it's, it. I mean, what are you gloating about? Being I mean, what, exactly, what is he gloating about? What are you hey, talking about? Hey, we came in 10th. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with America, participation trophies. Right. You know? Jesus, why would you be proud of that? I mean, you beat. Maybe you didn't even beat the guy. All right, so, so what exactly? What are you referencing? What are you referencing? Oh, so I really want to do this more in prime time. So I'll do it every hour. Um, <laughs> so the, we don't really talk about ratings a lot here. That's what, happen, that's what happens when you're number one. Um, <laughs> but everyone else God. seems to reference ratings a lot. Okay. Um, which uh, they it's, only it's, reference them if they're going down. Then you have like. Neil Best, who's a, a joke, frankly. You know, like if I'm not talking about Mike, he has no interest in what we do, and that's fine. So you have this whole article about how you know the afternoon ratings head to head, and the how rating, Mike, Mike's not even in his chair. Let me walk, let me walk you through ratings real quick. All right. So you, we get we get a rating every week. Then you get a monthly, and then you get what's called the book, which is a com- a three month period. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a period, so you know quarterly boom ratings, right? Yes. So I I don't know, like you have the Michael K show has like embarrassingly bad ratings. Okay. But I guess they had a good month in comparison to our Mike. Okay. But for the book, they lost. So what are you gloating about? And then they go, it's taking a long time. It's the closest we've ever gotten. People are catching on to what we do, and we're going to get there. Yeah, on December 16th, you'll probably beat them. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. We beat the... No, you didn't. Like, you've lost 123 consecutive months. If I do the math, you've lost probably 7,000 weeklies out of 7,002. What are you gloating about? I don't know. It'd be like the Knicks running back-to-back games going, we're back! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you beat the Nets. You know what I love about this, though? What I really do love about this, it's a little detente. You said they beat... They haven't beaten our mic. You said our mic. Wow, well, we work at the you same said our, You said yeah. our mic. You said it. Almost like you're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would tell you this. <laughs> the moment arrived. It's all here. What's fascinating, if I were either one of them, I'd keep my mouth shut about ratings. <laughs> okay. That's just me, though. That but is I've just only done this for 26 years and seen uh, you know, lots of shows, good and bad, my own included. Um, how, was that, how was that big show, The Sports Guys? That's right. I've, that been on the, I've been on the other side. Yeah. When you keep your mouth tight, we got a 0.3. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just I find the whole thing, like, what are you crowing about? Like, you're a 60-year-old man on Twitter going, we're getting close. People, people really like us. No, oh. I saw the rings. They really don't. <laughs> Jesus, oh, you're just unbelievable. You're, you're. I have relentless. a good mind to put to say that you and I are going to do afternoons and just you know do it that way. We are. Yeah, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about are you we and doing I both the morning and afternoon. I think I have an. I have this. Wow. Are going to stay on CBS Sports Network twenty four seven? Is that well, how it's going to be? I, I have this notion of you and I just doing one one three month period. Yes. Just to just to show everyone how how it goes, um, and then you know just doing our show here and being quiet about it. You know, or maybe we'll be really fortunate to be welcomed into Mike Valenti's studio like Evan was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what happened there? Uh, I like my glider. <laughs> okay, so what happened? All right, what happened there now? I thought I, thought I am so out of it the was loop the Valenti and Roberts show. Oh, it was not the Roberts and Valenti show. Yeah, well, Evan said he didn't really care. Right? Did, Evan, did, De- did Evan leave the studio after every break? I, I I'm sure. I'm sure. I think he did. I'm sure that he did. Right, making uh, some sort of baseball Twitter trades or something. Listen, I, listen, I'm in a hold. I'm in a keeper league. I can uh, I can only keep seven outfielders though in the league. What do you think about Justin Upton? <laughs> what? what you, you're asking the wrong dude. Anyway, Jerry Recco is here. Thank God. He does updates for a highly rated show, and uh, we're happy to have him here. All right, we're brought to you by Chris Stapleton, July 20th, PNC Bank Art Center, July 21st, Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. You guys did the Carmelo Anthony the Rock. Scenario I love Neil happened. Best, by the way. Right. Neil Best writes an entire column <laughs> on a, a low-rated afternoon show uh, on another station, and then you have the throwaway line, Alan Boomer and Craig were number one. <laughs> was that the last line or something? <laughs> it's, it's I didn't close. see it. Pretty close. Hmm. He's such, I mean, he's he has no journalistic integrity whatsoever. It's a comical joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? boy. I mean, I don't know. Who's next? I don't know if he gets paid by Mike <laughs> or not, but, I mean, give me a break. I mean, he is one, he is, he's a, like a trained monkey. <laughs> you know, juggle, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> dance, okay, I'll dance. <laughs> Neil Best should retire. Oh, uh, boy. With Mike on December 15th. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll Nothing watch else together. to write about anyway. Do I sound all right? My mic sounds good? Everything's fine, yeah. Great. What do you got, Jerry? <laughs> uh, you want to hear some of this McGregor Mayweather yeah, stuff? Yeah, definitely, so definitely do. They were in. Uh, they were in Toronto yesterday. They'll be in Brooklyn today. Uh, here was McGregor, who was firing the jabs again. Floyd, forty, can't even read. You're forty years of age. Dress your f-ing age. Carrying a school bag on stage. What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. <laughs> McGregor's winning the battle of oh, uh, mouth. He is winning, no doubt. And then he takes uh, a shot at the looks. He looks like a little breakdancer. I saw him, a little twelve-year-old breakdancer. What the? <laughs> He's forty. He's forty. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I can't do it, Captain. <laughs> I mean, it's uh. Yeah, listen, that's why so many people are going to want to watch. i got to tell you, next year he's got to get an ESPY just for this I agree. performance, right? I agree. Best pre, uh, pre-event performance yes. uh, goes to they, Colin McGregor, who's still in the hospital having been knocked unconscious by the 12-year-old breakdancer. How about this guy as a sports talk show host? <laughs> Afternoon. Hey, there you go. And if Mike McKay hit him, he'd win more than once every 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're relentless. Really put together a winning program over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then there's this notion as you. If we had their ratings, oh. we would have been fired nine years ago. <laughs> Embarrassing. You <laughs> Michael K. You just made the reference. He's so insecure right. and sensitive too. This is the first time we've ever beaten Mike in a single month. Why are you telling people that? <laughs> You've been on the air for more. Than, how long have they been on the air? Ten years at least, right? Yeah, uh, longer than that. Why would you tell? Two thousand one, I think. Right. Okay. What else happened? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's have this one. It has taken seemingly forever. Not seemingly. <laughs> it's pretty much taken forever. You've been on the air for 15 years. You beat him once, and you're like, whoa. And was actually our mic in his studio when they beat him? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, right? I have no idea. Uh, you just made the reference that uh, if McGregor did sports talk radio, he'd be recovering from the beating he's going to take from Mayweather. Yeah. Uh, he kind of alludes to people that think that. I just want to speak to all the books and all the little punda <laughs> supposed experts. You're crazy if you think this man stands a chance. 
<laughs> he's, I love the guy for what he's doing. He is the perfect salesman for this in this exact spot. Oh, he is perfect at it. Um, and listen, he doesn't give a damn because he's taking a minimum 100 million bucks home. He can get dropped in the first 30 seconds. It don't matter. Right? Yeah. And then he can go back and be an MMA fighter and do what he does. But all I'm tell- I've said it a million times. Watch him fight Diaz the first time. He can't stop a jab. And Mayweather's got the best jab ever. Here's Mayweather responding to the whole thing about being able to read. I'm the mother that can't read. I do numbers. I make money. You know my middle name. You owe money. You owe money. You owe money. <laughs> well, I would say this. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, this guy's got a million comes back, comebacks. He's awesome. Uh, he does dress like a nine-year-old. He does. I will say that. I agree. But if you, uh, you know, earned a couple hundred million bucks in the last uh, two and a half years, I mean, I'd go out in my pajamas. Here's the. Right? Uh, what happens if he wins, man? If McGregor wins, I can't wait till the next fight. Well, there's an immediate rematch for sure. If he wins, I. And then the question is. There's really, there's no, he's, he doesn't become a boxer, though. He's an MMA fighter. And he's if big, he wins his fight, he fights him again, and then there's no reason for him to ever box again. Right. You know, the, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, Mayweather is 40 years old. Yeah. And McGregor is bigger. He is. So, I mean, there are a lot of little things here that would Doesn't like matter. you. I know that, I know that Mayweather's a technically maybe the most sound fighter in the history of the game. But I it just this guy is crazy. Is there a chance this thing goes the full twelve no. rounds no. because of the way Mayweather fights? Oh uh, no! Well, based on that's a fair question because he's not aggressive anymore. But I think this is. I think you're gonna see McGregor uh, Mayweather rather try to be as as aggressive as he's been in a long time because he he's not gonna respect McGregor as a boxer. He's gonna say that he can't get to me, he can't hurt me, and frankly, the only way he can if he catches with a lucky left hook because he does have a big left hook. But that's that's the only way McGregor has a chance to win this fight. If they box and just box it out, but he that's cannot not. But win. that's not what McGregor is gonna do. No, he's gonna right come up. in a he's full head of steam. Right but he yes. can't kick him, right? They're gonna you can't give him an elbow. Did they do a drug they test do. like right after the fight? <laughs> they drug test you right before the fight. Well, they need the drug test. I think test they right might, they the might do right after too. I'm not He's sure. going to be like Clubber Lang going after Rocky mm. right from the bell. Boom, go right mm. after. He's going to go right. Hey, Miss Balboa, <laughs> you want a real man, Miss Balboa? You ain't probably nothing but paper tiger trumps. <laughs> that was my Clubber Lang. You know the one thing I will say about mm. McGregor and what he's doing. Prediction. In these, uh, <laughs> Pain. In these uh, press conferences. Hey yeah. Balboa. Oh, Jesus. Still hey Balboa. You a low-rated afternoon show host. Why you close? <laughs> you ain't got nothing. Juan, stop already, will you please? Oh, he's just starting. I know he is. We got a oh, long way to go. Big to. deal. You beat Edward R. Morrow. He's 95 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Here was the uh, clip you were. <laughs> Marconi farted. He just beat you in the ratings. That's a radio inside joke. <laughs> no. All right, I take that one back. <laughs> My bad. I was giving like you're really old guy farting would you know be more entertaining. No, it's yeah. not. All right, Swinging so in a miss. Three for four today, though. I feel pretty good about that. Yes. Speaking of the Mets, go ahead. Uh, no, here old was the let me, let me go back to my clever line. <sighs> here was the clip about uh, the all-money purse that you were talking about. If you believe in yourself like you say you believe in yourself, bitch, your whole fight check, you <laughs> oh, that is man. a great play, though. I gave Mayweather. That's his best line of the two oh, days. God. If you believe in yourself, bet your check. I'll put my check up. You put your check up. Winner take all. That would make this the single biggest spectacle of all time. Don't it would you, be, uh, you know, 
Billy Jean King and Bobby Riggs. It'll be Mayweather Pacquiao. It'll be maybe Super Bowls. If they put their checks on the line, winner takes $350 million, loser gets nothing. That would be awesome. Don't you think that... Never happened. Don't you think that Mayweather went into this thing thinking, all right... you fix your mic? Because you're killing... I mean, it's like like you've never done this before. I always get the crappy mic, and I don't know why. You sound fine. You sound great. All right, well, in my ear, it sounds like crap. You got the mic by your nose. Stop. (laughs) Just shut up. Right. It's so hard. Honestly. I'm sure I'm going to go McGregor on you right now in in a second. I have a breaking news report. No, you don't. Boomer's nose breath just with Michael (laughs) K in the ratings. All right. Here's the point I I was trying to make is, you know, after you interrupt me like a thousand times. Uh, don't you think Mayweather went into this thing thinking, all right, I got this. This is not going to be a problem. And now, all of a sudden, it's turned into these sideshows of press conferences, and Mayweather's starting to get pissed. Then someone had to have told him that this guy's But, but don't you feel like he's starting to get pissed now? Yeah, I think so, sure. And, and I would think that there's going to be so much hatred getting into this ring. Now, we, you could say this is WWE stuff and everything, but what Conor McGregor is doing to, to Mayweather up on stage in front of everybody is basically dressing him down. Man. He's doing what a lot of people wanted to do, but never did you're right he's embarrassing so and i and i gotta believe that mayweather if whatever he thought about coming into this fight okay i'm gonna make my hundred million gonna go in there i'm gonna knock this guy out now there it feels like to me that there's real hatred that is developed between these two guys find out tonight at barclay center at seven o'clock they do it again right it's really must see t i can't wait to watch it it's just it's it's, doing it again yep they are doing it by the way here's a sal in staten island on the fan sal good morning how you doing buddy Hello, boys. Hello. What's cooking, handsome? What are you doing, cranky? What, what am I doing? I mean, he's doing a radio show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm playing soccer. I want to. I want to thank you for mentioning uh, the Staten Island garage that I work in over the radio. There you go. I know what you guys are up to at six o'clock in the morning, uh, slinging other people's disgusting leftovers into the back of a truck, and you got me and the booms on the radio. So we love you back. Yes, and I watch every morning on uh, my off days, and unfortunately, in two weeks, I uh, retired doing my 20 years of service. Well, uh, we appreciate that service, uh, keeping the streets of Staten Island clean, and uh, we appreciate you listening. You have yourself a very special day. What else, Jerry? Uh, what else? Well, not a whole lot, but you do have the Richard Sherman thing saying that uh, the player is going to have to be ready to strike and miss games <laughs> for a better CBA. And you've also yeah, got okay. uh, D'Angelo Williams, who's a free agent right now, saying he will not play for the uh, the Browns, the Jaguars, won't go back to the Panthers, and he hates the Cowboys. Is so he, uh, those teams are off his list. Is he looking to play, though? Yes, he does want to so play. So he wants yes. to play, He does just not play. for those four teams. Right. He grew up a 49er fan, will never play for Dallas, he said. So huh. Also said they win a lot, you but they're so, losers in the playoffs. First of all, I said earlier, the Jets should announce we have no interest in D'Angelo Williams, and the Cowboys should say, "Boy, we were going to give you forty million guarantee, but you don't want it." I mean, what, uh, you know, it's amazing. I don't know if you saw this last night, but uh, I got back to the room last night. I watched a little summer league basketball because you said you've been watching like yeah, crazy. Watched it too, uh, ball. So last night was Philadelphia and the Lakers, and Lonzo Ball played, and Markel Fultz did not play. It was a good game. And uh, Lonzo Ball now in his third game scored what 38, 30, 36, 36, 36. I, He. The amazing thing about Alonzo Ball, I thought last night, that his shooting, the way he shoots, does not look right to me. He drove to the basket a lot. But he drove to the basket a lot. He is a great passer. Yes. He is a terrific passer. He better be. He's and, not a transcendent but dude, player, though. But you could see how he makes players around him better. He throws passes that nobody even thinks about throwing. And I know that it's, uh, the, it's only the summer league, but still, he looked great last night. He played and, well. And he had Nikes on. He did have Nikes on. He did on. not have LeBron his big James, ball or threes on. LeBron James was there, watched yep. the game, and took a picture and put that on, on social media. 
that he was wearing the green Nikes or whatever color they were. Right, exactly. So, so LeBron was in the house last night. He was. He was sitting in the uh, celebrity seats watching. There are celebrity seats for summer league games. It's a, yep. the summer league's become a pretty big. There's, uh, I think, three different locations for it. Uh, Orlando's one, I think. Yeah, Vegas uh, as well. It's um, it's uh, by the way, the basketball's been really good, man. If you love basketball, that is right. So I uh, had 36 and 11 last night, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm, he can't shoot. That's the problem. Boomer and Carton on the fan, 877-337. I wanted to ask you one other thing about 66, LeBron James. 66. Love to have you on the phones. What do you got? Uh, have you ever heard of a company called Blaze Pizza? I've uh, heard of a company called Stoned Pizza. All right, so but Blaze, not Blaze. Blaze Pizza basically was started by LeBron James. I've not heard of that. Uh, Is it ago, like Stoned Pizza where it comes with... Uh, two franchises six years ago. There were two franchises six years How ago. How many you got now? 200. That doesn't mean they're doing well, though. The, the point being is that LeBron James is basically diversified. Is it like uh, his version of Papa John's kind I, of thing? I guess it is. I don't know too much Blaze about it. Blaze Pizza is their motto, stay woke? He, I don't know, but he owns 10% of the company. Plus, he has nice. 17 of the franchises in Chicago and South Florida. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Of course, me and Boomer on Team New York. I didn't bring my golf clubs, though. I'm sure they'll have golf clubs for you. I'm sure they will, too. Uh, they're very good about uh, Looks preparation. Looks like a really nice course out there. Finally, as the, uh, the fog burned off here a little bit. I think I uh, shoot uh, under 90 today. Okay. That's just my, uh, my thought. I think I go into it being very confident. I've slowed everything down mentally. Yep. Uh, I've gotten a lot of the, uh, the, bad, uh, the bad stuff out of my system already in the first hour of the show. Yep. And I feel very good. That's great. Therefore, I'll be nice and relaxed. Good. So now A-Rod yesterday comes out and has uh, an article that he wrote. He has a way of, well, not improving the game per se, but making the game a little bit more fan-friendly. Ideas that will keep uh, fans more engaged, that type of thing, right? So the first thing he wants to do is he wants to team up with Google, all right? Okay. And when the player comes up, uh, you know, to, you know, now batting number three, Babe Ruth, that on, on the screen, Google-powered, you get a lot of facts about the player. Like, you know, the song he comes up to, his favorite, almost like in the League World Series, when they have, like, you know, here's Johnny uh, Cochran, and yes. Johnny, of course, hails from, from New London, Connecticut. He loves Spider-Man comics and bubblegum. Okay. That, that type of so, thing. So how is that going to make it better for me? What, what, what I He get? thinks from, a, you know, everyone's trying to find younger people, how to get the younger people more engaged. Yeah. So you, 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 in A-Rod's world, you appeal to things you know they like. Tons of information on a screen. They like that crap. Okay. Like, older guys just want to see, you know, the game. They don't want to be, and they don't want any clutter. They don't want the score on the screen. They don't want, they just want the game, right? Right. Number two. Can't you, uh, like, touch a button on your screen, your TV screen? Uh, no. No one does that at all. Well, no. I, I mean, I you have got, to, You can have a touch screen TV, I, but I that have, means you got to get up off the couch. Out. It defeats the point of having Time out. a I, wireless remote. I have, I have direct TV. Right. And it always says, for enhanced something, press the red button. When you're watching a sporting event, uh, the red button typically brings up other ch- channels like sports events. It no, doesn't enhance no, nothing. No, no, not no. No. Okay, you know, no, right? Because I don't have Directv. The red button brings up the scores on the right it's side. A, it's a, you know, give me, give me some enhanced stuff. Yeah, but that's not enhanced. I like enhanced stuff that Directv is. But doing. the red button just gives you scores. I'm just telling you what it gives you. 
don't know if that's an enhancer. Sounds like this is what he wants to do. Well, maybe it's not scores. It's just other things about that interesting facts about the guy that's up at bat. Number two. Yeah. He wants to put cameras in batting cages, weight rooms, and bullpens. Give you more access to what's going on. Oh, now that he's not playing. Right, because uh, right, because... God forbid you had a camera in the locker room and he was uh, in between the third and the fourth Hey, Johnny, inning. come over here. I need to, to stick me with this needle. No, even worse. Remember when he was cycling his urine, allegedly? Yes. Right, and you, you, you had to go to the bathroom at certain times of the day? Okay. You know, it would be great to have the, the 453 A-Rod urine cam. Well, yeah. here he comes. It's 4.52. Guess you know what? he's going to be here soon. That, that's, that, that's not working. The players are not going to like that. I agree. That. Number three, $10 Tuesdays. We have $10 every day for the Mets on StubHub. Yes, that's on StubHub, though. $10 every Tuesday, tickets are $10. So does he realize that you can go on to StubHub and get tickets for that amount of money? This is also why A-Rod's not a part of the Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter ownership committee. Okay. Because they believe in $100 Wednesdays. (laughs) He wants to do $10 Tuesdays. And the last one was he really enjoyed, uh, I guess, Bryce Harper being mic'd up. He wants all the players mic'd during games. Well, I mean, now, the, NFL the NFL does that. I mean, we do that, and Showtime sidelines are all mic'd nights. up. Yeah, and and selective players are mic'd up. That's right. how I heard. It. That's how listening to Derek Carr last year, I was so blown away by his ability to communicate during the plays, right in the middle of the plays, a la Peyton Manning. Right. That I'm like, this kid is exactly what you want. See, now I think I, I've been thinking about this a lot because you know we always talk about. You know, everyone wants to improve this sport and that sport. Every year, every sport, for some dopey reason, has to make a major fundamental change to the sport. So I, I wrote down last night, if you could only make one change, but it's got to be, you know, let's not be stupid. You could only make one change to the four major sports, what would the one change be? Now, I'll start you off with baseball, all right, since we're talking about A-Rod and his article in the Post today, right? Okay. And you've got to come up, the idea of the one change is that the sport becomes more appealing to people that currently don't really watch it. Oh, I see. Because the people that already watch it are already watching it. Because what I would do, I would get rid of the DH. See, and you lose. That's not creative. Yeah. Nor is it, you won't get a single extra viewer to baseball by getting rid of I the just DH. Think, I think it's so stupid that the two leagues play in, under different rules. I, by the way, I agree 100% with it's you. ridiculous. But you're not going to create new viewers. You're not going to say to nine-year-olds, there's no DH, and they're going to flock to the TV. Well, I'll tell you, not going to happen. And then do this. Add another DH. No. Again. Now you can have two DHs. I don't know where you not and this way we can hit more home but still no one's gonna go to the tv to go oh they have two dhs i let the guys play naked how about you just let me give you the idea all right let let the guys play you can't play baseball naked you know that i mean what's the catch you're gonna do in any event here's the idea you change one rule and one rule only in baseball okay and you adopt the rule that every single person man or woman has done in their life and experienced in their life in elementary school. So to bring everyone back to a moment that they can all relate to. I don't care if you're athletic or not. Every single American person, at least once in their life, has participated in this event. And the event is kickball. Here's the new rule. Guy hits the ball. If I can hit him with the ball, he's out. Now you're talking to sport people want to watch. So in other words, you have who's, Wilmer Flores, the slowest guy in baseball. He hits a ground ball to, to short, right? The shortstop has a choice. Throw to first or line him up, boom, and, and beat him. 
and hit, and hit him with the ball. You're out, Flores, you slow son of a gun. That would bring people to the ballpark. That would bring viewers to TV because we've all played kickball. And the notion of a dude throwing a ball legally 90 miles an hour into your back, I can't wait to watch that. How great is that? That's Forget right. about the neighborhood playing baseball. You're coming into second, I throw it right in your chest. Yeah, that's, You're a, good, out. that's a good way to get baseball basically banned. Because no. moms, not, moms are not going to let their little sons play baseball. They're going to say... And people could throw no. baseballs at each other. That's what you do. That's the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Everybody would watch it. If, by if by I, the way, you know, yeah. we, we, we have an afternoon job opening up here at WFN. Maybe you want to take that dumbass thought process to that show. I said I would. Okay. As long as you want to go with me, I'm no. in. No, I'm not. I'm we not, could work it out. I'm not hitching uh, my uh, what was it? My train well, we to that wagon. Four, or we take a four-hour break after our show. We come back in the afternoons refreshed. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. And we throw baseballs at each other. <laughs> okay. Ask Jerry. Jerry's kids play baseball. If we change the rules where you can throw the ball at the kid as he's running to for you know the bases, wouldn't more kids want to play? Maybe. Hundred percent. Maybe. And Maybe, more yeah. people would want. Like I would actually. You could televise. Like, we all like the Little League World Series. It's once a year. It's fun to see the kids, right? And then we lose to Taipei or whatever it is. But we like it. We enjoy it. You could actually, I could make the argument that if you allowed kids to do this, that I would put a random Little League game on TV and outrate the Michael K show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? And I would get an audience because imagine, and uh, today uh, we're here in, uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, where the beehives are playing against the snakes. And uh, here's little Johnny. Johnny with a comebacker to the mound. And, oh, Billy hit him right between the shoulder blades. You're out, son. One away now, top of the third. Jerry, uh, how would your wife, would she appreciate uh, her little boys having balls thrown at their head? Well, No, I don't think so. Here's Keith on the fan, Boomerang Carton. Keith. Stupid. It's really nice. I want you to just contemplate it. I want you to just let it sink for a minute. Uh, okay. I want you to imagine watching it on TV and the joy you'd get. Keith, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing swell. I'm going to take you back to uh, Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Yeah, go ahead. McGregor has always in the MMA predicted when he was going to knock somebody out. Hey, Keith, out. Keith, let me ask you a question. If I was allowed to throw a ball at someone in a baseball game and hit him in the back to get him out, wouldn't you be more inclined to watch that kind of baseball game? No, I wouldn't. Well... You're not the guy I meant to ask, then. I lost a uh, friend in elementary school because oh. I back to of all, of all the uh, Of all the people I could have possibly asked that question to first, I'm sorry for your loss 40 years ago. I am. And I'm sorry that I asked you that question considering you lost a friend playing baseball. I don't know how that happens on this show. And I don't mean, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at myself that I, I mean... You couldn't have scripted that. <laughs> you can't. My God. Now, let's talk about men who beat the crap out of each other. Go ahead, Keith. Go back to Conor McGregor, who has never failed predicted when he was going to knock somebody out. And the round he predicted, he did such. Mayweather is three years old. Keith, you have to stop. You have to stop. Uh, you have to stop because I respect the fact that you like Conor McGregor. I'm assuming you're probably also racist. Um, uh, but beyond that... Uh, he's not a boxer. He's boxing against the best boxer of a generation. He can't beat him unless he gets totally lucky, and that rarely ever happens. 
So you're going to tell me that uh, McGregor is not going to be able to stand there and box with a boxer. And Mayweather... I believe I I just said that. That's right. Mayweather is as popular as uh, Tiger Woods, and the one are up to their par in their own game. You uh, listen. I don't know if you ever watched boxing before, and I respect the fact that you're a McGregor fan. But go back and watch the Diaz fight. He couldn't stop Nate Diaz's jab. How's he going to stop Mayweather's? And I don't want to get all technical on your ass, but go watch it. Tell me how he's going to stop that. Diaz is not all that good to start with. Right. That's my point. And he beat him by jabbing him. That's the whole point. Thank you, Keith. Have a pleasant day. Here's Joe and Howard Beach on the fan. Joe, Joe, what do you got, kid? Hello. Hello. What's up? Hey, I I think from from enhancing a sporting event experience, why hasn't anybody ever thought about broadcasting the games during the games? You go to a Yankee game, and all you hear is a stupid little kid next to you crying. Or, or somebody screaming, why not hear John Sterling and Susan talking about the game during the game? Well, you get, it, you get it in the, like, when you go to get food and go to the bathroom, you hear it there. But you're saying, like, actually out on the field, let the players hear it and the fans uh, live. I like that. Yeah, 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 it'd be a little distracting, of course, when you know if, you, if your base is loaded, two outs, and uh, you're up there, and here comes the pitch, and here, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> what an amazing moment right now! I wonder, I wonder if Brett Gardner's got the stones to come through this right now, John. Well, you know, <laughs> then of course the guy, someone hit the ball, uh, and the, the runners are here, um, and it's out of here. Okay, I mean, it hit the wall. Like, what? <laughs> and then... It'd be if very you, distracting. If you added the yes. ability to hit them with the ball between the bases, now you're talking fun. Or I like it, John Joe. <clears throat> you don't hit the announcers. They're defenseless. So, and they're older. So I, I appreciate that very much. And I got, I got the solution for golf. You do? Yes. What is it? Fans on the course heckling. Well, if you if you play in uh, New York, if you play in the U.S. Open at Bethpage, you get, you get heckled. Yes, I think that why why is golf? It's a gentleman's game. Nonsense. Why is it that you can't go as a, as here's um, Stuart Sink now Sink with a five iron. <laughs> Stuart Sink. I don't know. <laughs> and like in his backswing, go Noonan. <laughs> yeah. Like there should be one golf tournament where fans are on the course and they get to try to. You know, give them the well, I would also say the Phoenix Open. On that part three. Yes, they, uh, they have that big uh, stadium set up around it. And yeah. they're all screaming and yelling over there, yes. I think that'd and be there's a, great... a lot of distraction on the outside of the ropes. Like, I don't watch much golf. Yes. But if you allowed heckling yeah. at a golf tournament, I'd be more inclined yeah, to watch. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Boom. I just don't think that's going to be... Don't miss the butt. It would not be tolerated. That does the change. Right. right. I'm trying to make the sport more watchable. No. Well, if you're a golf fan, it is watchable because you love to watch the guys struggle on really tough golf Like courses. You ever watch a college basketball game when the student, like at, at Duke, right? And they're going up and down and up and down. And they have, you know, pictures, maybe naked girls behind the basket, sure, right? Sure, yes. So imagine you have, uh, hello, friend. <laughs> you right, you have you know, Justin Rose, mm, about to become Masters champion. He's got a nine-foot lag putt. And Nick, what do you think? And all you, and then Fowler's in the crowd, and you have this. 
know, people jumping up and down, you know, giving them the business, but, holding up pictures. But it, in the, in a way, the Phoenix Open is kind of like kind of like yes, that. it is. That's the uh, the waste management, right? Thing, yeah. Right. Right. I'd be great. Like, ah, would you be more inclined to watch a golf event if there are people heckling and trying to you know distract the golfer? Yes, or if you would throw the golf ball at a guy also, if taking your baseball idea. No, 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 you can't. Throw the golf ball, you want to hit, hit a golf ball, hit a golf ball at a guy, at a player. No, no, it's the, it's his ball. Oh, it's his ball. You, the, yes, you can't so throw a golf ball to golf, or you just oh, have to okay. heckle. Heckling, I would be in for that. You're in for heckling. I'd be, be more heckling. inclined to watch. Yeah, right? so uh, you would be a heckler. Yes, and I would love to be a heckler. Yes, would you? Have you ever gone to a golf event? No. If you were allowed to stand three feet from the golfer and go, and just yell at him. Right. Insults and such. Insults, Yeah, right? I'd be in for that. Hey, you know, fat ass. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Al, how would you like to go to a golf event? You can go to a golf event right now in, uh, over there in uh, Jersey as the uh, U.S. Women's Excuse Open me. is going to take place Pardon at the me. Trump uh, course. You have some stones. Why? We're at a golf tournament. I know that, but I'm... Why don't you just have them sit along with us? No, yeah. but I mean like a real golf tournament. The, this is real. I can go win. watch how the pros play I'll out. go heckle Johnny Damon when he gets up there. Yeah, that's what you Yeah, he loves getting Why don't you heckle Boomer? Or Boomer. Would you allow him to heckle you when you uh, tee off on your first hole today? I don't care what he does. Can we bring a camera out there and, and, and capture that, guys? Done. Done. He's going to heckle you. That's and, fine. No, That's no, fine. but it's going to be aggressive. All right? If he gets a little close to uh, me, no, no, we might have be, a little bone he will, situation. He will not be near your swing. Okay. But here's what's going to happen. On Boomer's very first hole today, he's going to stand within 10 feet of you. And you have to do this, Al. You're going to listen to Jerry and Eddie's up too if you want. And they are going to just unleash massive insults your way to try to distract you from hitting the ball. Oh, I see. Fair enough? Yes. Good. And do you think you'll hit it straight still or no? Yeah, I'll be fine. Yes? Yeah. All right. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Now, Greg Bird has a ankle, bone bruise ankle injury. Right. And, and Al and Greg Bird have basically been going through the same stuff now for the last two months. And Greg Bird is supposedly taking batting practice. Yes, finally. he's doing baseball activities now. So Al's going to do some uh, softball activities come Sunday. Uh, yeah, well, right. I think we should put have Al here today, maybe put him through some baseball-type physical activities to make sure that his bone bruise shin can handle can it. Can you yeah. get out here in front of us, Al, and just kind of go side to side, hop side to side, let sure. me see how everything looks, see if you have... Uh, the, mo- the mobility, and the right? mobility and the movement that we need. Does anybody have a ball here that we could borrow real quick? Or a golf ball? There's got to be a golf ball in the club, right? All right, let's see. If I can just get a golf ball, that'd be fantastic. They're getting me a golf ball. So. Yo, we're going to treat you like George Stephanopoulos gets treated at GM, uh, GMA. We're going to hide his yeah, uh, we need to hide chicken your legs. legs. Yeah, got to hide your legs. So, uh, Al, uh, boy, you really, I mean, what? where did I mean, you go? How much do you weigh, Al? Uh, he weighed, he don't weigh buck more than a dollar forty-three. It's not even like a man, really. My left thigh weighs as much as your body. I am a man, as I discussed with Jerry yesterday. I weigh what Mayweather weighs, and he's very manly. We weigh about the same. Are you juicing? I've never seen thinner legs on a a grown man before in my life. My very thin legs. Yes. I I mean, all right, so let's get you in third base uh, pose. little movement. All right, you can take off the headphones. We're not going to talk to you anymore. You can get a golf ball out of my golf bag right there if you like. Well, they're they're getting me balls right now. Balls? Yeah, just give me a whole sleeve of balls there, Al, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. All right, give me a bunch of balls. uh, Do you mind bringing them over here? Thank you. There's the fine folks here at Mohegan Sun Golf Course have brought me balls. Okay. Just two? Yeah. 
Connor was hoping. No, for no, some don't more. use my balls. No, no, we can use balls. get his balls. No, too. don't get my balls. We need Boomer's balls. Look at Al's hand all over Boomer's balls right now, juggling them like they're Benoit balls in his right hand. That's nice. Bob Dwyer's jealous here, right Al. now. No, no, you give them to me. He doesn't know what he's doing with them. Uh-huh, all right, thank you. So get in third base position. Now we'll pretend like ground balls are coming your way. All right, and if you can. If you're agile enough to yo get out, oh, he's taking off his sweatshirt. Oh, nice! This just got serious. It just got All serious. Right? Yes, and we'll see. How just we'll just make sure physically that you can handle it. So when we go play on Sunday, we uh, can put you back at third base. All right, here we go. Okay, that went off his left. We got to be easy. That went off his left leg, and he made the error. Where? Which leg was hurt? So I just hit you in the bad leg. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Okay, right through the five hole on that one. Are you okay? All right, here we go. Another one. Okay. That one, he, it's like his feet are in cement. Hey, wait a minute. Can you just slow down a little bit? You're acting like he's Brooks Robinson or something. Just easy. No, he's clearly not acting like Brooks Dude, Robinson. You're going to hurt him. I'm not going to hurt him. It's Those a little balls, golf ball. You go over there, and I'll do this to you. I'm not the guy who's trying to earn my place back on the team. I got a spot. Well, I, you got a bad hamstring. Here we go. Here we go. Al, he made the play. You going to step and throw or no? There you go. Oh, oh Jesus. God. Jesus, God. It's I mean, unbelievable. This is so narpy and it's not even funny. Here we go. Another one. Nice. Make the throw. Nice. I've never seen a guy more nervous to catch a ball. All right, back up now. Here comes the real one. We're gonna have to, you're going to have to tr- back up more. We're going to give you a slow roll. You've got to charge it and make the throw, okay? Make it Here the jury, please. Here we go. <laughs> How's the leg? All right, you're back on the team. There you go. One more, Al. One more. Were you impressed by that boomer or no? no. All right, here comes another one. A little hopper, down, throw, and Jerry drops. One more. Jesus, we are the worst. Uh, you, th- you think? <laughs> like, how do we ever win games? How do we beat the Army? Oh, hey, just an, he an just error. There you go. He just puts another one. All right. You, got, you ready for another one? Here we go. What's that? Don't hit my coffee. Yes, go. And he makes the play. Nice. And the flip okay, to Jerry. Good. All right. All right. So you're back on the team. Now you're done now. He's <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like Jim Cowley there. Put me in, coach. I want to play. Oh, put, put me in, in coach. I want to play. That, coach. That first one did hit the lump on my leg. And, and you're doing all right with it? Doing all right with it. So So here's the update. The wow. Knicks uh, believe that they are closer than ever to getting rid of Carmelo Anthony. They're not getting much of anything back as far as talent, but you dump the salary. If they can we, dump the if salary. If you can dump it. Ryan Anderson's the key uh, member of that trade, And of this course. morning I told you that there would have to be a third team. Now, I, I did the you Bucks this Milwaukee. morning. Did the Bucks did this morning. Did you do that just to just but, sample? Or yeah, no, yeah. But, but they're also now talking about possibly the Pelicans. Pelicans involved. came up yesterday, right, right, as a team that's suddenly involved. And for some reason, based on the three, four, five guys that have been referenced that would be leaving uh, Houston, uh, it seems like, again, if you believe the people that cover this for a living – that there's now interest of a couple teams trying to get themselves involved. But it still comes down to a mediocre basketball player who's you got to pay $60 million. Well, to. here's the thing. For the, Knicks, for the Knicks to win this thing. And the Knicks can't take it. For the, for, for the Knicks to win this thing, they, they can't take back bad salary. They can't because they're getting rid of bad salary. If you told me it's a one-year deal. Yeah, that's, a one, that's, a, that's a one-time thing. I, I can understand it. that. But they can't get hamstrung with a long-term salary situation with another player. That's, that's what they're trying to get themselves out from under right now. Yeah, and he, Anderson's got three more years to go. So that's, that's, a, that's a non-starter if it's, if it's going that way. Number two about the Knicks, here's what's interesting. I can't figure Jim Dolan out on this one. 
They pretty much announced yesterday that Steve Mills has total autonomy yep. to make trades and to sign guys, which he already did with Baker and with Hardaway, but now to, to do this trade. What, what I find interesting about that is, you know, three years ago, when they had to make a decision about who was going to run basketball operations, right? Yep. They had Steve Mills sitting there and still brought Phil Jackson in. Now, we get it. Phil Jackson's pedigree is better than most guys from a basketball standpoint, certainly as a coach, right? But all of a sudden, you're now turning the franchise over to him. You know, and I like Steve Mills. It's not that Steve Mills hasn't been around. He has no, been he has. And he, he, listen, I know that he played basketball. Give him a I chance. know he understands basketball. I know that he's been an executive with the Knicks for a long time now. And there's, say, there's something to be said about surviving at the Garden as a Knicks employee. So I have great admiration and respect for that aspect of Steve Mills. But as a Knicks fan, Steve Mills has been a part of the think tank that hired Derek Fisher, that made Kurt Rambis a defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? And did all the bad things that have taken place yeah, here, dating back to Isaiah. Well, but I can't tell you that he was the one making those decisions. He was always a, a loyal empo- uh, employee, uh, doing what he was told, uh, trying to put together what he was told on, you know, from That's above. Fair. That's fair. So I, I, I said this to Wally Zerbiak the day that it was announced that Phil Jackson was fired. I said, why not just give it to Steve Mills and let him do it? He's been a loyal employee and give him a shot. Now, I still think you need- here's the thing. It doesn't matter who's running this team right now. They are not even remotely close Correct. to a championship. They still have to unwind from the Carmelo uh, Anthony era. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to see what this team looks like without Carmelo running up and down the court. I don't think they're going to win any more games. No. They're not any closer to a championship. So I don't. it doesn't matter who they hire right now in the short term, much like Sean Marks is going through with the Nets, they're not going to be successful. And the Nets are in such a weird place because, I mean, they've made, what, seven offers to guys and nobody wants to play <laughs> no, for No, it's them. not that they don't want to play and for some them. some got matched. And so some four, four of them got matched, is right. basically. And then Contavious, this kid, Kincaid, went out to L.A. Went to L.A. and basically signed a one-year deal with them. Like, so. the Nets must feel like the uh, the fat girl with pimples at the prom, But right? at the end of the day, you've like, got to be able to... Please, Billy, please, will you go have a problem with me, Billy? But don't you think that Sean Marks has a plan? Don't you I think do. that he sees the light at the end of the tunnel? But it's hard to... In the NBA, when the tunnel is long, it is really long. Yes. And we're only a year and a half into uh, the Marks-Atkinson relationship and, and what they're trying to get done there. I think they're on the right track, but in the NBA, but it's impossible. You got it. And here's what's fascinating about it. You got to get somebody to say, yes, I want to play there. All right? And they've offered a lot of money to four or five guys. And I know those contracts were matched, and he had the one contract where they said no to the Nets. But if I'm the Nets, if I'm those guys saying we had a plan, and they legitimately made, I mean, triple-digit offers to guys and, and got nobody. But you know, know what it shows me? It shows me that Sean Marks knows what he's who, doing to, or trying who, to do. who to go after. I'll give you that. Because he's going after guys that the original franchises want to keep those guys as opposed to the Knicks, who overpaid maybe – by two to one in terms of dollars to get Tim Hardaway Jr. away from the Atlanta Hawks. And then I don't want to complicate things, but Ron Baker got $9 million guaranteed. I mean, he may not make my JCC team. $9 I, million. Look, all I could tell you from, um, and I don't begrudge it. from a guy, from a guy him, who nobody thought was going to be able to play in the NBA and who was an afterthought and Nick fans were rooting for him to get in the last 30 seconds of a game to take a shot. He now got the, $9 million. The, the kid actually showed that he belonged and that he could play. Ron Baker's going to be your starting point guard. You're not going to win a lot of games. 
Uh, no, Sorry. Do, there, I'm just there, keeping it real. I'm just I, being real. You are being real, but I'm, I'm just happy telling. for Ron Baker. He got nine million. But bucks dude, it doesn't years. matter who they have. I mean, they are, they are, they are no closer to a championship than they were three years ago. No, As a matter of fact, they're farther, farther away. away. I agree. The Knicks suck. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Lincoln Park is August 5th with special guest Machine Gun Kelly and one OK Rock. Nice. Yeah, well, you like uh, that I too? Do. I like, like Lincoln Park, yes. You like the uh, collaboration they did with Jay-Z or no? Uh, I didn't see that. It was like 15 years ago. No, I don't remember. How could you not remember? I don't know what you're talking about. Lincoln Park did a collaboration with Jay Z. Yes, if I heard it, perhaps I don't yeah, they, know. They played it on those K Rock stations. Did you they? Like, you would have had to. You, I, you would have had to have heard it. Top of my head, I don't remember it. You a big K Rock guy? I was. I miss. Matter of fact, the best part of one of the best things about being in L A was listening to K R O Q out there. We miss it when we K-Rock. had it here on ninety two three. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. By the way, September first, <clears throat> Blues Travers playing at the Wolf Den. Ooh. See, now Al's interested. Oh, it seems like they'd be playing bigger places, but they got him there, so it's good for them. Al, you played the Wolf Den. Uh, No, he never did. Oh, he never did. He always uh, came up with an excuse why he would not play the Wolf Den. Correct. We wanted to do a whole Al Duke song concert with all the songs he used to do before he had two podcasts, A Girlfriend and A Life Outside of Radio. Now he doesn't do it. Uh, <laughs> he just made him sound like uh, half a loser. Well, he used, to, he used to be, but he used to have these great songs like every week, and then uh, he got a life. And now we get you know little snippets of songs. You get hooks. He waits for Jiggles to do something creative, and he's busy up and down the Jersey Shore. You know he owns it. I don't even know the last time he was inside his own house. It, it was ten days at one point. Ten days without going inside his own house and never being more than a hundred miles away from it. Somebody's in love. Someone is whipped. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's got an update. Hi, Jerry. Good morning. Brought to you by Movon's MVP Collection. Stylish clothing for big and tall men. Available online at MVPCollections.com. I guess the big question is, will the Knicks make a deal for Carmelo Anthony or get him out to Houston? It does seem Houston? like it's going that direction. Right? It does, but it also seems like it's stalled a little bit, too. Well, because Ryan Anderson's contract is right. a major problem. there, And because of that... They can't trade him just straight up with Houston. They got to bring a, a third, maybe even a fourth team uh, into the mix there. They just can't do it. Now, if you're Carmelo Anthony and you've been, you know, the focus of all these trade talks and significant ones now the last couple of days on the Phil Jackson stuff, and let's say he doesn't get moved, is he happy still being here? No, no, you can say no, no, because no, way. You, no, and I tell you why the answer is no. Boomer's alluding to it because now you have the opportunity to go to a team that uh, has legitimate NBA championship uh, thoughts. Yeah, they, got to, they bring Chris Paul. Right. Harden, of course, is happy there. He's just got the big contract. You bring Mel there, he's going to win 60 games, right? Yeah, right. you would certainly so think so. If compared to being here and having to shoulder a load again and winning 15 games, I think he'd be pissed. All right, how about And I this? think he has not done this yet, to his credit, but it came out yesterday where Team Mello has told the Knicks, get it done this week. That's really the first time you've seen anything out of the mellow side being aggressive or saying anything in which they're trying to you know, force people to. It's been the hand. opposite. Right. So I would think that if the Houston thing falls through, Cleveland's still on the table, apparently. And I would think at that point, Carmelo becomes a nuisance. How about uh, the Knicks getting Bazemore, Dial, <coughs> some guy named Quarterman, and then Taylor from uh, the Rockets. So they would uh, acquire four guys. Who's the third team? There's four teams, the Jazz, the Knicks, the Hawks, and Houston. And the Rockets would end up with Carmelo Anthony and Joe Johnson. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks then would get Deion Favors, 
And then, of course... Now, who's in, someone's inventing this, obviously, well, right? Well, yeah, of course. Is there a website that lets you plug in play like that? Yes, the ESPN trade machine. Okay, I got you. And then you go... Uh, and then the Utah Jazz would get Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson, and uh, Prince. Um, so there's four so there's four teams. I don't know. Ryan Anderson is the problem there. No one wants to give him three years, $61 million. I can't believe he got that much money... To begin with. Well, he did. And there are a lot of players you could say that about these days in the NBA. But, again, Most the players them. have to be paid up to 51% of the, the gross revenue. Right, so, so we're going to tell you. Why couldn't his salary then help for that floor number in some right, cases? Exactly. Oh, he's, not a, he's not a stiff. I mean, he's I, a good three-point shooter. I'd have shooter. to see. He's I always mean, hurt, right? But he because hurt? here's the problem. I wouldn't know we're, we're now we're getting into this world of we're in, uh, inventing trades that aren't being considered, aren't on the table. You have no, no knowledge whatsoever what these other teams are thinking of trying to do or their rosters or, their, or the other crap they got. Right. And it's, it's like you start throwing crap against the wall hoping it sticks, you know? True. And maybe Very you true. get lucky once for a week for the first time in 20 years. By the way, I was surprised that you didn't bring this up that last night your on man Dak carpet. Prescott on the that. red cop, uh, carpet over there red at the ESPYs, right. red carpet, uh, basically said, look, we're the Cowboys. We're going to win the NFC East. You should right. say that. That's Dak guys, Prescott. Guys he doesn't want to say much. One ye- he one has year. to say that, though. What do you mean he has to say that? He has to say that. Well, you guys going to win the NFC East again? No. Yeah. We just hope to. That is bolton board material. We'll ask Brandon Marshall when he comes here what he Go thinks about it. that. Just so the way the, uh, by, and by the way, did you hear Snacks Harrison the other day on Good Morning Football? He's comparing Eli to LeBron James. Yeah. Did you catch that one? I did not. Yeah, he but was basically a, saying clearly a joke. That he, no, it was not a joke. He was basically saying Eli puts up these monster numbers, but they always come with conditions. LeBron James puts up these monster numbers, but if he doesn't win the championship, eh. but so let me just be, let me be as clear as I can be about it. With all due respect to the two Super Bowls that Eli did win, yeah, he's not in the same county, state, zip well, code. Or universe as LeBron. He James. wasn't comparing him as a player. It was more the reaction and the way he's perceived by the fans and the way. He I would tell you, I saw a list. I saw a list the other day. Now if they listed you, uh, the top five basketball players in the NBA. How would it go as of today? Yes, it would go LeBron James. Right. It would go Steph Curry. No, it wouldn't go Kevin Durant. At least Kevin Durant's you better asked, than Steph you asked Curry. Me a question. And then you don't want me to answer. I mean, he only got the two. Well, it's just, he got the wrong. He gave the wrong answer. What's well, his opinion? By the way, if, it's stupid. I agree. It's Kevin Durant. Yes. Why would you agree? It's, it's Kevin amazing. Durant. Because Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had a chance amazing. to uh, close out. Was a, he the Finals uh, MVP? Yes. Did he have a chance to close out a series up three one and not get it done? He did. When he correct. was the man. That is correct. So I don't hear about Kevin Durant. So the point being, Kevin Durant won because he went to the best basketball. So we're talking about the best players in basketball, right? And if I gave you the best players in hockey, you could lay them out five five guys, right? Right, okay. In football, they don't really do that. They they usually break it down by position. Right, you have to. Uh, I was reading a thing the other day that had some somebody rated Eli Manning like the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. Well, I've been saying that for years, right? I, uh, you know, I think that's a little I mean, bit we've absurd. All watched, the, the issue with Eli is that in the biggest spot, he came up big. It, an average Sunday, he's average, better than average quarterback. But he's not like, oh my God, we have to play Eli. You know, it's kind of it's fun. Ask about, Richard Sherman about having to play against Eli Manning mo- in mo- October. Most of my most of my Giant fans say, you know, of course Eli has to play better. But I'm saying, okay, what's the but? Well, he doesn't look at his offensive line. That's always like they the make throwback. excuses for him. I hey, we have no running back. For him, but I'm just saying that you know they 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 think that the offensive line is terrible. But I would always say this: a great quarterback makes a great offensive line. 
I believe yeah, that. Tom Brady makes everybody better. He can. Right. I mean, like Tom Brady's not playing with any offensive linemen who are going into the Hall of Fame. Not yet, at least, right? Right. No, but Tom Brady's not running for his life, though, he, either. Neither is Eli Manning. By the way, neither is Eli Manning. Agreed. Boom, boom, Agreed. boom. Quick decision. Ball is out. Yeah, I guess. I see. Right. And I think because of the way that the Patriots play offense, teams are very concerned about blitzing. Say no, just a little quick play. Well, and that helps him too, right? Exactly. So that's where the Giants have to get to, and maybe that's what they're going to do with the addition of Brandon Marshall and of, uh, Evan Ingram and, and all these athletes that now that they had that will be away you know what's from the line. Interesting about Eli Manning, what and why he's not in the same uh, breath as, the, as some of the guys you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because do you know what year Eli Manning and the Giants? It's not just Eli Manning. Yep. Do you know the last year that they won a playoff game? Super Bowl year, right? Do you know how long it's been? Five. 2009. Yeah. 2011. No, no, no. Right. 11. It's five, six years now. Right, when they won the Super Bowl. Okay. They haven't won a playoff game in six years. Yeah, but, all right, but ask any NFL fan, would you take two Super Bowl championships in the last ten years but that's not and what trade I'm saying. that for five years? And by years the way, no I would take Eli Manning over the crap I have at Florham Park. Sure. For sure. But you haven't won a playoff game in six years. Fine, but when they get there, he's so won. So that's why you can't compare him to LeBron James. It's stupid. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give you. Really I know can't we, compare anybody to LeBron James. Agree with that too. Uh, give you a couple of uh, Conor McGregor clips from yesterday in Toronto. This again, going after Mayweather's uh, IRS issue. Fifty strippers on his payroll. This man has. What the <laughs> f- is he doing with that strip club? <laughs> His point is he might not owe so much money if he wasn't paying all these strippers. Uh, he tells, remember the whole dance for me boy thing? He did yes. that, yes. and that was yes. somewhat of an issue, I well, guess. Well, there were Mayweather. a couple um, uh, reporters that took issue with it and tried to make a big stink about it, but it really didn't grow legs at all. No, I guess this came up again yesterday. So he did that. So again. what is that going on in the background? They're singing. I don't know. Those, those that, are the uh, uh, Irish fans right. of McGregor doing the soccer thing. What is it going to be like at Brooklyn it's tonight? It's going to be crazy. Crazy. Oh, 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 It's going to be great. So, yeah, so it was interesting. Uh, move ahead one, Mike, to uh, the Mayweather clip. Uh, he says, I'm not a quitter, but I am the best. I don't quit. I don't fold under pressure. I'm the best. I know I'm the best. You know I'm the best. <laughs> but at least there's no shortage of cursing at these events. <laughs> right, it exactly. is every other word. I can't wait for someone after night to go, you know, so I took my kids to Barclay Center, and the language was just oh reprimanded. Do you think there are kids that go to these 100% things? 100% yes. Really? There, there's people that bring infants to baseball games and catch foul balls while holding the infant. Well, that's very athletic. Right? So will there be kids there? Yeah. I suppose. Kids, kids like the sport. They like McGregor. So I could see people going, hey, hey, little Billy, want to go down over to the game? Dad, I haven't seen you in years. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I want to go for a long time, kid. And then the dad would be out like, go after Jeff McGregor. <laughs> Tony, it's going to be great. Uh, tonight at Barclays Center. Yes, what is it? Seven, I guess 6 o'clock is the pre-show. 7 and o'clock, 7 o'clock it all on. starts. Yeah, so that should be a blast. Hopefully uh, we'll have sound from that tomorrow and... Uh, Maybe we'll send them some out there to cover it. 
Like CeeLo or something. I don't think CeeLo's covering it. Well, that's why he quit as a reporter. He did not quit. He worked yeah. this morning. My bad. As a reporter. No, quit. as an anchor overnight. No, he quit as a reporter. Uh, as the jet reporter, yes. Yes. Well, you stick up for that kid. He's I trying to take to your like job in the worst gr- way. God bless him. I like CeeLo, too. Huh? I like him a great deal, and I think he does a really good job. He's uh, He's you can fair, count on him. Fair. does a very well, good well, job. you really have an affinity for him in an awkward manner. I think he and Evan Roberts are two of the most talented well, like people we have in this manner, like, uh, Hold on. Wait. He had Evan Roberts to that. I did. Because you always get on me for defending Evan a lot of times. No, I, I think. don't. I, yes, I respect do. the fact no, that you, you always do. You always. Well, you defend some guys I do. without even considering what the argument is against the defense. Or, or about, yeah. Well, even so, it's just standing up for, I think, Evan and for Chris. What did Cielo you think about case? the Evan Roberts Mike Valenti uh, show? Yes, how you had something to say? I was going to say, so if Jerry were starting a brand new sports station, yes. Evan Roberts would be the afternoon drive guy. So Evan and CeeLo. Would be Perhaps. your first two employees. They very Perhaps. well might be. And you have to fire John Minko and Usler and all those firing guys. anybody. Well, if you're going to put those got, guys in those spots, here's and you the better question. If I'm running the place, guys. I'm not working it. I'm let, running it. Let's say since uh, ESPN's afternoon show uh, is highly rated, uh, moderate at best, okay, and they're celebrating you know average ratings yesterday. If you were given the task of giving them a really good, competent, highly rated afternoon show, who would be the first person you'd hire for Evan. that show? Evan. Evan would be the first person I would hire, yes. What about me and Boomer? You're out. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have a job. You guys have a job. He's got a job, too. Yes. He's got a job. You just said afternoon drive. You yeah. guys are the morning show. Evan does middays at our station. Yeah, I know, but where is he right now? What did he do all week? What is he clearly, I don't want to say trying out for, but what are they giving an opportunity to do? To, to go to Mike Valenti's house and do a show with Mike. <laughs> it did sound like that. I, actually, I, I didn't like that. I actually texted Ernie about that. I haven't liked Mike. I thought Mike did a good job. I thought I'm, they both did a good job. I remember Mike last summer did a solo show. He's excellent. He's really good. This is a I guy from thought, Detroit. He's from Albany. He's a star in right. Detroit, and he's going to be working with Evan again today. Yes. Uh, and he's one of the guys that you may have heard on the radio station that you didn't hear know of. I wonder why he's there. He's trying out, as many people have, to do uh, afternoons on the fan. And, well, he's, and, he's, and, good, thought, and he's got a unique sound. I thought all the yes. shows, frankly, have... Yeah. have had their own really good moments. I was just surprised. It sounded to me like Evan was working in Detroit, not the other way well, around. Well, the good Got news it. is, is that if Mike Valenti does get the job, then there will be an opening in Detroit that Evan can go to. <laughs> and he can be the man there. Right, yeah. <laughs> Evan Roberts in Detroit. <laughs> no, so he's not Tiger going to baseball. <laughs> he's not going to Yeah, the uh, exit velocity of, uh, uh, of, uh, of Whitaker is uh, so much better than Trammell's. You're told you Detroit Tigers I know. <laughs> Anyway, Justin so. Verlander and Verlander, who may become a Yankee. About Miggy, uh, who Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, he's good. Yes, oh, he's yeah. really good. Can we can the Yankees get that guy? Good, not having a good year, but yes, yeah. he's really. Uh, what else good. you got, Jerry? Uh, what else do we have? I don't know. Where was I? Oh, the Conor McGregor stuff. All right, we'll move on from that. Also, can you give me the one quote from McGregor that you have not played yet that you're dying to play. Uh, I think we played it already. That was the one we played. La- the the best quote it. was the one from and Mike. If you can pull it up from the six thirty hour from last hour. Well, what else uh, is that, Mike doing that he can't pull well, it up? Well, he's trying to follow along. He's not Eddie. Eddie pulls things up very quickly. It's the first clip from last hour talking about uh, the reading. You're forty years of age. Dress your f-ing age. Carrying a school bag on stage. What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. <laughs> that, to me, is the best one from last night, hands down. I if I was Mitchell Edison, Mohegan's son, I would hire Conor McGregor just to do stand-up. Yes, yes I know? agree. I have him open for Sebastian Mascalco or something like that. <laughs> Definitely. So look at you, you dumb audience. <laughs> you're out in Connecticut. You don't even know where you are. It's a lovely place, a 10,000-seat arena. But he came to watch me talk and see the F.U. finger inside my jacket. <laughs> 
Here's Sebastian. <laughs> He would he would be good at anything he does. You get the sense. So he was funny. So that would be the clip. Maybe he can host the ESPYS next year. Perhaps he can. Maybe maybe he can do afternoons. (laughs) (laughs) You don't don't stop. Well, I'm just saying. Right, trying everybody. Two stations might need you afternoon shows. No, no. But if you had to guess, uh, how many playoff games has Eli Manning played in his uh, career? Oh, I would say you hear the scuttle in the background. Oh, 17? No, I would say nine. Nine. The storied NFL career. You think nine playoff games? Oh, I'm just, there haven't been any in the last five, six years. That's right. Two thousand four, clearly not. Seven, they won. Eleven, they won. I would say nine. Nine or ten. I'm going to give it to you before you look it up. Boom. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Although I like that big touch screen iPad you got there. With your, you, got, you get to use your fat thumbs all day long at that. You and know, you have to do them in the studio. You're an idiot. What? <laughs> He's eight and four in playoff games. All right, so how many? So I mean, twelve. All right. Make sure we do the math right. Is that twelve, Jerry? That's twelve. Last time eight I checked. Eight plus four is how many? Twelve. Eight, nine, ten. Right. He's only won eight playoff games his entire okay. career. Okay. There's a lot of NFL quarterbacks that never win one. I thought you were about to say they didn't win eight, and you're looking at Boomer. That would be offensive. <laughs> no, not How many playoff games did you play? Let me, ask you, Six? Let, me, no. let me ask you a question. Eli Manning went to the playoffs last year. And didn't win. Right. I said, when was the last time he won Oh, you won. Okay, yes. okay, yes. Because they lost to Green Bay because some guys were on a boat. <laughs> on then, a boat, And baby. dropping balls, hit the, yeah. hitting them right in the hands. How many playoff games did you play in? Five, five? I think five. Five? Yeah. yeah. Got it. It's hard. It's a hard, hard job. Do you think... I'll give the, I'm going to give you a juxtaposition, All right. which is a big word. If I put Boomer Esiason on the San Francisco 49ers for a 10-year period, mm-hmm. and I put Joe Montana in your career shoes, what's the difference? The, only, the biggest difference would be a stable franchise versus an unstable franchise, meaning a franchise that was willing to spend money, actually even hide money, right? and c- continue to support the, the product, where the Bengals, once we came out of the strike and Plan B hit, that was the first right. part of free agency, they did not participate in any of it. They, so, we actually lost players. They did not bring players in. Do you in. think Joe Montana's in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I would say that... Uh, I would say, yeah, probably. You do think so? Yes. And I'm not saying you would have won four. I think Kenny Anderson should be in the Hall right. of Fame. But do you think you would have won at least one Super Bowl on, with the collection of stars that they have? Oh, yeah. I'm not I mean, saying I mean, Hall of Famers they have. Right. You would have for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that most players and most quarterbacks will tell you a stable franchise is, is the key to anything that is going to be long-term success. Okay, let me ask you the next question. Look at, look at Tom Brady. Peyton I mean, Manning hosted the ESPYs last night. I was thinking about this. Yes. If you would put Peyton Manning when he's healthy. Yep. On the Dallas Cowboys during Tony Romo's career. Oh, without question. To have the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. Yes. For sure, right? Yes. See, I think so, too. And I like Tony Romo. But I'm just telling you, Peyton Manning is in the you know, top five of all-time quarterbacks. You could look at it a million different ways. I always tell you that I think he was the guy that set the trend of the prepared quarterback on the field, the way that he took his obsess- obsessive nature that he joked about last night. Right. And he took it to another level. And then all the quarterbacks after his generation or when he started basically had to follow suit because coaches demanded it. Right. I mean, I, I, I had a coach that demanded it of me. Sam Weish demanded it of me back in the 80s. Peyton came, you know, and, uh, but also took it to another level. That's why you always hated quarterbacks that wear the sleeves. Oh, yeah. Because right? that means stuff. they haven't learned it. I, I, th- I do believe 
that there's a lot of there's a lot to learn there's a lot to know but i believe if you are invested in anything you don't need those things you don't need that stuff on your wrist because you do now have player uh co- or coaches i should say calling plays and right. sending in personnel groups boomer and card on the fan we're live in mohegan suns boston versus new york celebrity golf classic benefiting the johnny damon foundation it's boomer and carton mornings from six to ten on the fan Always good to see uh, the head honcho, one of the head honchos. There's a few now nowadays. Uh, but he's got a great tan, meaning he's barely working. He's playing a lot of golf, and it's our friend Mitchell Ellis. Mitchell, how you been, bud? Doing great. You are tan. I've, just, I've never seen you this tan. <laughs> well, I actually am back working, which is interesting, but I've been able to get out in the golf mm-hmm. course, and it's been nice and sitting outside. So, yeah, I'm, yeah I, I look like I've been you. on the island. I haven't <laughs> seen you since uh, Craig's uh, golf tournament, and I do have a bone to pick with you. Uh, we were the foursome <laughs> right behind you. There were four of us. There were five of you, and the fifth player in your uh, – uh, in your foursome was a plus two, which means a very good nice. young golfer, golfer who hit the ball about 350 yards on every uh, <laughs> on every drive, and uh, where you where you would use your driver, and you were kind of having a, a good time at our expense, knowing that you were cheating and you ended up winning. <laughs> we did not cheat. Yes, you did. We did not. And cheat. I was telling, I said, Mitchell, how would you like it if I came to Mohegan Sun and started counting cards? How would you right. like that? Right. Well, we just would hammer you, with, you know, take you in the back and hammer your fingers. Yeah, like, you probably right, right. would. And then, you, of course, you had Wally. You had Wally Zerbi. Right, Wally didn't forever. even have to play. I said to Wally, this must be great for you. Usually he's the guy everybody's waiting for. He didn't even hit half his drives. That's exactly right. And that's how good. How old is that kid that was in that? He's course? 17. It was a real quirk of fate. His father and I were best friends in high school. Okay. His father was a great golfer, won the New York State Junior, won the New York State right. Amateur, golf scholarship to Jacksonville, and he hurt his back. And so, you know, he's, he moved to Florida, and he's been kind of sending me videos of the kid. My mother happened to get inducted into the Liberty Central High School Hall of Fame. Nice. So I, I got the, 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 the Saturday before. So we drive up to the Catskills. I'm with my mother. I'm checking my email like 11 o'clock Friday night. I get an email from his father. Hey, Mitchell, I'm up here uh, at my brother's house in Liberty. Maybe we can play golf Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, well, I'm with my son. I'm like, well, I don't know if I can play golf, but... I'm in Liberty. Meet me at the high school tomorrow morning. So I saw him, and then I one of my uh, one of our regular members of our foursome dropped out, and I emailed uh, the fathers. How would your uh, How would your all star kid like to be in our foursome? <laughs> yeah, and it turned out that you won the tournament because of him. What a nice kid! Oh, what a nice two out of four, I think. Yes. But, but the amazing thing, and I want people to realize out there, one of the reasons we're talking about this, it's not boring because here's a 17 year old kid yeah. that basically weighs all of what 150 pounds. Yeah, and this kid hit the ball over 300 yards every single time. I don't want to put his name out there or anything but uh it was about as impressive as it gets he, he hits it really well and he putted really well and it's, it's funny you see these guys on tv like you see a justin thomas these younger guys and how, how far they hit it and you say how do they do that but this kid is he's not well, all right so what is he, his he's, he's, he's slight know, but what yeah. is his hopes and dreams he wants to be a, he wants to he's got well, a scholarship ready to college right uh, and he i think you know their hope is that he can he can make it well yeah. good i you know I, it's always great seeing you messing around with you a little bit but now i'm finally glad to be here to see yeah. your golf course here it looks like it's in great shape it, they, they've done a great job here we we purchased this course i don't know maybe 10 or 12 years ago or something from a local it was a local country club and we you know put millions and millions of dollars into it and it, it's they've really done a great job we've got phil crick here who's uh, our vice president of golf and he's a resort golf guy came from right. like uh uh down in mexico and dominican uh, not dominican republic um uh, well, one Whatever, of the, Costa South, Rica, yeah, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, okay. and he knows how to make a resort course. And you know, they've done a lot of great things. We brought our new uh, superintendent, and it's really uh, becoming a, a really good course. And it's a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys are finally up. Yeah, there. us too. Uh, you know, when we got the call about coming up here and being part of it, and you know, Johnny Damon, uh, who was on with us, I think the last time we did a show from the casino, he was talking about golf. I'm like, ah, maybe he goes, it's New York versus Boston. We go, we're in. 
Right. That's all we need to hear. New York versus Boston. I don't know the parameters, but we're in, and uh, we obviously uh, we weren't at the at, the, uh, at Mohegan Sun all that much yesterday. But uh, coming here in the afternoon and then uh, spending uh, the night and getting up and driving over here in the morning, uh, things look great. The tower is awesome, the new tower, and things look like uh, they're really happening. We have so much going on in the company right now. First of all, we just built the tower. Uh, you know, another four hundred rooms already full all the time. And it, we really needed the rooms. I mean, we were turning away rooms all the time. And on a night, especially when there's concerts and things happening, it's very important. Now we're adding uh, 140,000 square feet of expo and meeting space right. next to it. So we'll have like 100,000 square feet of, you know, kind of like, I'd say Javits Center, but, you know, just cement floor, big freestanding right. exhibits. You could do, you know, boat shows and I car shows. I think you're calling it like the Boomer that. and Carton Center for what I heard. <laughs> that, that is available that for, purchase. A- <laughs> 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 for purchase. Yes, it's not not available. You can purchase one us. Right. right. <laughs> and there will be a Boomer and Carton right. kitchen. Uh, shortly, right. I know it's uh, been. They're starting the construction. Yeah, the sign's stuff. been up for a while, and the sign has been yeah. up for a while. <laughs> you know, I always, I always ask you this, and you, you know this better than I do. And I, I just feel like the whole tide is turning now in favor of sports gambling. And where where are we now in the latest uh, foray into all of this and the the politics of it all? Look, I, th- I think since the tide has turned so much in gambling, I mean, if you think, you know, 10 years ago or 12 years ago, it was totally looked at differently. Now there's, there's casinos everywhere. People accept it. You know, when we first started here, we, we, we had to beg. We went up and I tried to get them to let the high school championships come, basketball championships right. come play in the arena, you know. And then they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Now they do it. They love it. The kids, you know, all over the state make runs to this on T-shirts, and, and that's what they want to do. Whole, you had a dance thing here yesterday. We bunch, have a right? kids' dance thing yeah. here. Yeah, you can see the little kids running around today right. with trophies five times bigger than them. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's becoming more accepted. So I think the tide is turning in gaming, and I think you know the tide is turning in in, in sports betting too. I mean, obviously, you've got to get people behind it. You know, NFL. They're going to fight it. They're going to fight it. Which is ridiculous because there's only one reason. You know, I mean, why? But but the fact that they have a team going to Las Vegas. They can't fight it anymore. That's why Jersey just had the big news where they're close to never. They probably started Monmouth Park. What is, and I don't want to bore people down with, you know, details that are irrelevant to them, but is, you know, Connecticut has to decide what they want to do. But is there any benefit to you? Being on Native American land to bring in gaming, no, no, I don't gambling. Believe, no, you know, obviously it has to be legal for us to do it. I believe once it became legal federally, we could do it, right? And then we could have ga- gambling here, yeah, sports betting here. I, I think the reality is, you know, you don't really, as you probably know, you don't really make a lot on the actual betting. No, you want the people in the building, but you, what you know, it would make so many like. Final Four or Super Bowl. Super Bowl isn't really a big time here like it is in Las Vegas. Sure. It become huge. It becomes a destination four. point. Right. You know, so people coming in and doing it. So it really would be exciting. I think it's something you're going to see. I it's hard to believe in the next four to five years it doesn't happen. You know, Adam Silver is so behind it. And, uh, you know, like we kind of, I don't want to say we're in the forefront, but when, when David Stern let us buy the WNBA team, that was kind of a and big deal. Here, right? And play here. That was kind of a big deal. Did you guys, I'm sure I asked this in the past, but did you guys ever do anything with a FanDuel or DraftKings in-house? Yeah. Yeah, we we we, um, we have a, a we have a, um, like a fantasy with them. gaming yeah, center absolutely. kind of thing. We you did. Not a gaming center, but online. Right, yes. got it, got it, got it. So, Tony Mitchell, and obviously beyond that, people don't realize it if you don't come up here at all. It's a ten thousand seat arena, and you book every act that the Garden gets, Barclays gets. I mean, it's a legitimate stop for you know Ed Sheeran's arguably the biggest tour of the year. 
I sold out every single yeah. arena, you know, back-to-back dates there in five minutes. Yeah. And he's looking after every ticket, make sure everything's right. And uh, he decides he plays here. Everybody plays here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's funny how it's turned out that way. And a lot of people in New York and in Boston, frankly, don't always realize it because we're not often allowed to advertise the acts in New York and Boston if they're playing there. But everybody, almost everybody has played here. Like, there yep. isn't really anybody on our so list. So that's true. You cannot advertise an act Oftentimes, they won't within let us. Within those communities. Usually they won't let us, even though it's silly because, you know, if Bruce Springs, he's playing here, he's going to sell out. But if and he has... If, if Katy Perry's act- playing here, he's right. going to sell out. People in the end, what's the difference, right? But the point being is that they, if they have their own websites, they're basically well, promoting... it's out there. Playing, it's yeah? out there and listed. But we can't... We wouldn't put it... We wouldn't put it in our read here, for example, right, that right. someone who's playing in New York is playing here. But, you know, we have Kenny Chesney. Yeah, in, the middle of the, in the middle of his... You know, Kenny Chesney plays football stadiums, basically all. You know, does a whole summer thing every year. In the middle of that, he's doing two dates here in the arena because he always comes here. He loves coming here. Right. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, Bon Jovi... This is probably the smallest place he plays ever, but he came here once. It was a blizzard. We took care of him, and now every time they go on tour, they play here. Right. And that means it's a good experience yeah. for them, too. And so it's great. So there's a lot of stuff happening here. And also, the company is like expanded. We were just Mohegan Sun. They were Mohegan Sun in Pennsylvania. Then we had resorts. You know, now we've got, we just opened a place in the state of Washington that we run for a, another Indian tribe out there just outside of Portland. We are uh, in the middle of building. A casino in Incheon, Korea. It's going to be one point oh. six billion dollar facility. Let me ask and, you this uh, We're working with another tribe in Louisiana. Would you guys, one of your competitors uh, in Native American gaming, has has entered Atlantic City? Mm-hmm. I know you guys manage resorts, mm-hmm. and we own part of it. And you own part of it. Right. Would have you? Would you guys extend the brand bricks and mortar and actually take another place in AC or not? Well, we have a, a very close partnership with Morris Bailey, who owns resorts. So anything, anything we would do in resorts would be in conjunction with with, with him. You know, right. it, we the place that the Hard Rock took, and you know, we we looked at that and we did some analysis in there. We're, you know, we really turned resorts around uh, working with Morris and us, and it went from on the verge of closing to now probably being one that of the most money. successful. Yeah. It makes a lot of money. It's yeah. one of the most successful places there, and it's a cool place to go. Uh, you know, next time you're down there, I know you, know, you go to the other side, but go over there. You won't believe how nice it is. Well, listen, it's always good seeing you. Let me mention that coming up here, among the acts, of course, I mentioned Ed Sheeran. You also have your basketball fan. This is way later this year, but the Basketball Hall of Fame Holiday Showcase will be here uh, in the winter. St. John's? St. John's is coming here. Um, See, playing St. Joe's, I think, so, right? I mean, this whole thing is turning, man. I'm telling you, you can just feel that the whole gambling thing is, is well, starting to come down the road, and you guys will benefit from it. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're trying to get the... Big East women's tournament here when UConn was still in the Big East, and they, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the schools didn't want to come here because of that. And right. of course, our WNBA team is in first place in the East. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> come on, it's let big me, news. Let me, let me come on, fair. everybody in New York cares about that. I'm not going to lie, I mean, you got Ed Sheeran. How, <laughs> many, how many fans, <laughs> how many fans <laughs> come see the, uh, the, the, uh, the team? Seven thousand. Seven thousand fans for all the home games. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Wow, pretty Which, good. Which not bad. No, I mean, the Liberty do about the same. They're right. not, you know, they no probably, one's yeah, killing and, it. No, well, it's, and we uh, and we have another sport in the winter. And it's, I think it's the sport of the future. This indoor box lacrosse. We own uh, we own a team. It, it plays here. It's it's really amazing. Nice. Well, have you yeah, ever gone? Ed Sheeran comes here. Ed Sheeran. We have Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. But we have Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry all the time. Oh, Katy Perry here, September twenty first, Thursday wanna, night. I, I don't want to speak out of school, so if I'm going in a direction, stop me. Yeah. There's one show you guys almost had, and you didn't. It didn't happen, and had nothing to do with you guys. And I wondered if what your thought was on it. David Blaine had created, a, or alleged to have created, an arena show, and this is the show where he was going to catch the bullet in his mouth. Right. And it was a big to do because out of respect to the tribe, you know, no guns are allowed. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole to do and it was all it was gonna happen at one point. And I know he bailed on it. But would that have been the biggest thing you ever did here, you think, or nah? 
David Blaine getting shot? David Blaine doing his only <laughs> arena show of all time and getting shot in the mouth. Uh, probably not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. The not biggest thing would be Al Dukes in the Wolf Den, but we all know that's not going to happen. Right? Right. right. Yeah. right. And right. by the way, this is the head man who said when you're ready to come here and perform, it could be a 20-minute performance. They have a backup band. They will promote it and market it, and you'll be the star of the Wolf Den. I might need a teleprompter for the lyrics. Well, that's what Sinatra did at the end of his so career, too, so it's okay. <laughs> I see Bruce Springsteen does that as well. Really? Yeah, he's got a monitor They do in now the because the, the, rash, the, the rationale behind it is guys like Bruce Springsteen, Pat Monahan, they have so many songs, yeah. and they've been performing for so long that they don't want to embarrass themselves. And since everyone in the crowd knows every word, you better know... Meet Virginia, is it Virginia. Meet Virginia. You know what I mean. Yes. And if you don't, you're you're apparently in trouble. Well, that's all right. Listen, whatever gets to whatever flows our boat. But I think Al makes uh, a lot of sense that we come up here and we support you. So will you commit all out right. that uh, next next year when we were back up here broadcasting that the night before our broadcast you will perform in the Wolf Den with a band. We'll get you a band. We'll get you a band. 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 We have bands all laying right. around all over the place. Yes or no? Hundred percent commit to it. I'm in. Yeah. No, hundred percent commit to it. Say, uh, commit. 100% sing in the Wolf Den with a band. Bang. There you go. Good singing, Mitch. Done deal. Thanks, Mitch. Mitch Lettis, uh, yeah. check out Mohegan Sun. We're, of course, at the Johnny David Mohegan Sun Golf Tournament, which will start, I guess, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's a whole host of people that love Johnny and the, his charity that will be participating here. One of them is Brandon Marshall. Now, I made Boomer a $100 bet off here that Brandon would not be here by 10 o'clock. Right. But he's got, uh, what, two hours to go? Buck 40 to go or so, and uh, we'll hopefully see him and talk a little football. Brandon. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Drumstick. And the woman's pretending to, to eat the drumstick. She goes, and you go, drum, drum. And Michael Strahan goes, and you were a guest, obviously, with, uh, with Cam Newton, and then uh, Decker came on yep. after Apollo Ono uh, playing $100,000 Pyramid. And the the topic was chicken, and it was the you had to that say was hard man. <laughs> She's like this, <laughs> you go drums. He uh, he uh, he comes oh, in the dude. next point. He goes, you got to see this man. You got to see this. Off. He was so he was so happy that you actually screwed that up. Well, uh, and then no, you made a comment, which I, I assume you heard from some women afterwards. You said women have big. And the girl gets what? And she goes thighs. And you go and you got it right. Yeah. And then Strand goes. Why would you ever say that women have big thighs? I was trying to win the game. <laughs> Anyhow, it's Any good to see you. You look good. I assume uh, everything's I'm well. Excited. You're healthy and f- getting ready to be a New York Giant, yeah? Yeah, I'm. I'm well, no, no one's healthy at, at year 12, <laughs> right? So I feel great. Um, you know, so my body's responded well this offseason to last year and the last few years. And I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, there's so much talk about you being on a team that finally makes the playoffs because you even said it yourself yeah. last year on Showtime the last two years. You keep lamenting the fact that you're so close to the playoffs, you can't get to the playoffs. Uh, in all your career, have you ever been on a team that has the expectations that this team that you're on this year has? Yeah. Which um, one? Well, this team is a little different, but I've been on some really good teams. Our team in Chicago is really good with Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Matt Forte, all of us in our prime, Bushrod, Cal Long. You know, Garza at center, and, you know, we didn't get it done. Um, Denver, we started off 6-0 and with Josh McDaniels, our, my, our, my fourth year in the league. So I've been on some really good teams. Even last year with the Jets, there was high expectations, thinking, you know, hey, we put together a 10-win you know, season right. our first year together. 
Um, so it was, you know, we all thought that, you know, our chemistry would be better and, and defense would be great. Offensively, we'll get better and do better things, but it just didn't happen. You're talking to Brandon Marshall, the, I, I don't want to talk about the Jets too much because you're a job, but I, course, I do yeah, want to follow. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Go ahead. I do want to follow. Sheldon Richardson. No, is no, that no. The no, no, I'm not going to. Okay. That's so, such old news okay. right anyway. I don't care about that. We dealt with wow. that. We dealt with you that. You live in old news. Well, listen, I do get paid and for fake it. News. Uh, <laughs> and fake news. And fake news. Listen, I don't care if you talk to Sheldon Richardson or not. You guys are football players. Go play football. That's how I see it. Yeah. It'd be nice if you show up at meetings. You do not time, see though. it that way. No, listen, it'd be nice if you came to meetings and actually wanted to win, but that's another story. What I want to know is, and I don't want to hear your bull crap, you know, politically okay. correct answer. All right, all right. You've played for a lot of different coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Bowles had a great first year. Obviously, you don't beat Buffalo that last game, blah, blah, blah. Is Todd Bowles a competent head coach? Absolutely, yes. Yes, he is. I mean, it's just, it's hard. You know, you only get two or three years to get it done. If not, you know, you're looking for new guys to lead the way. Um, and also, it's a quarterback-driven league. You know, so quarterback play is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, it's – and the quarterback play is not all on one guy. It's all of us, right? So last year, everybody looks at Fitzpatrick and, and, and they're like, oh, he threw all these picks. Well, there was seven of those picks on the wide receivers, right? Um, offensive coordinator plays a part in that uh, O-line. So it's a team thing. Um but, you know, we, we haven't been steady there. The organization haven't been steady right. there. So it's really difficult when you have so much change in head coach and quarterbacks. You can't build anything. So let me ask you this. And this is where I, I want, as a Jet fan, you've seen what they've did. It's one of the reasons you're not a Jet. You, and you get to stay in New York, which yeah. is great. We talked about that. When, as a player, as a veteran player, when you see, I mean, it's obvious, you know, they're, they're cutting every guy. They're getting rid of a lot of salary. They're yeah. getting ready for a year, two, three years from now. Other than the fact that you have professional pride and you want to go out and play your best, it would seem to me that if I'm a veteran player, I'm already miserable. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to win. Although you think you want to, you could try your hardest. How do guys in your spot reconcile going out there knowing that the franchise isn't looking to win this year? Do what I did. Ask for a release. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out of there. I mean, we're... You know, but, you know, you got to understand everybody's different. Some guys, you know, they're okay with just throwing that jersey on and collecting a check, you know, so you got to understand who the guy is. But I know a lot of those guys in the locker room, they want to win. You know, Sheldon Richardson came out and yeah, said, we want to win. You know, so for me, I just knew I couldn't be in that environment. I think everyone knows the type of personality I am at this point in my career. And... I wouldn't have made it through an entire season knowing that we didn't have a chance. That's all you want as a player. You just want a chance. We're talking, to, uh, we're talking to Brandon Marshall. You know, the thing about it is, three of you guys, David Harris is now with the Patriots. Oh, wow. Yes, right. Yeah, that's right. Decker is now with the Titans, you know, and that's yeah. a team on the upswing. Yeah. They have a Marcus Mariota Absolutely. now playing quarterback and you with the Giants. So I think you guys are probably in happier places anyway. This is uh, late in your guys' career, and you're with teams that legitimately have a chance. So you can't say that the Jets didn't do you right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I guess people would say that, you know, cutting David Harris the way that they did, they did him wrong because all he'd ever been was both a professional. Were a, we're, both were wrong. Well, whatever. It's but too late in the free in free agency. It was bad business, you know, but it happens. You know, I think Todd Bowles is a extremely uh, awesome. I mean, he's an awesome guy. I'm awesome sure he coach. wanted to keep David. I, he, there's no way in the it's, world he wanted to get rid of David. It's, there's no way around it. It's bad business. Right. It's bad it, business. I, and this is not me. This is not me talking uh, from a, a you know a former Jet. I'm talking about a player. Play like this is my player association hat on. 
right. it's bad business. This, what they did with Josh Norman last year in um, with Carolina. the Carolina with the with the franchise tag with the red, and then you know, cut him after pulled, the fact, yes. The right, market we'll, was we'll, dried up. Guys, you know, guys notice that? Was, are guys less likely to, you know, maybe I don't want to consider playing for a team that does that to a veteran or is not that big no, a deal? No, guys are looking, you know, a lot of times when you're in free agency, you got your me, me, me hat on, you know, right. so you're looking for the best situation for you. You know, now there are some sad, there's, there's only a few guys that move like LeBron James and Peyton Manning where, you know, they understand everything and, you know, they almost move like politicians. So, you know, there's only a few guys that really dive that deep. But for the most part, athletes, when they're in free agency, they're looking for, you know, what's best for them. You got it. Talking to Brandon Marshall, I wonder this. Now, you've, you haven't spent a lot of time, you know, with the Giants. You had training camps a couple weeks away still. But in the limited time, you have been up close with the other guys. Anyone stand out that you didn't think would be as big or as good or as fast as you might have thought of uh, thus far on an offensive standpoint or no? Oh, from offense, yeah, our, our tackles. You know, those guys, you know, it seemed like they won every single sprint. Um, you know, they were here the entire offseason before I even signed with the Giants. You know, just, you know, hearing, you know, how these, how these guys worked this offseason. So that was really impressive seeing how these guys prepared. I mean, they're going to their second year. And, I mean, they worked like, like, like vets that have been in the game for a long time and been really successful. Right. Is Odell truly one of the guys? Is he able to be just a regular guy when he's amongst you guys, or is he not there yet? Oh, absolutely. He is the guy. No, I get that, but you know, I talk about like one of the guys. Like, is he a guy that you call? Hey, let's go bowling, or oh, let's yeah. take uh, your, your girlfriend, my <clears throat> wife out. Let's go. Let's go, to, I get, I get what you're let's go. Let's go on a boat ride down in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's it, right? right? Yeah, we could do that. Like, yeah, I you if he's know what, one of the guys. What's impressive is about the entire team, not just Odell, but it's like everyone hangs out together. You know, and the Jets was the same way. Guys hung out, um, and that's what you need. Uh, to be able to win games, you know, you got built chemistry off the field. And Odell, you know, as soon as our, as soon as he got back in OTAs, he was hanging out with our rookie tight end Ingram. Right. You know, so he, absolutely. And then there's something special about this guy when he walks in the room because he had, he was we, the big story was he wasn't there all right. off season, right? Right. So I had opportunity to be in the building when he wasn't there, and obviously when he came in. And when he came in, it was so powerful because every, like the energy in the in the meeting room goes up. The excitement on a football field, it goes up. And it just takes your game to a whole nother level. It's like, Odell's here. Let's go. Have you ever played with <laughs> a guy weird. like that before? Um, wow. I don't think so. Well, you were that guy at one time. You yourself were that guy earlier in your career, both for, uh, yeah. I think, Miami when they, when they sent you there, and also initially with Shanahan in, yeah. in Denver. So you, you know what it's like, and you see what he's uh, capable of. Uh, up close and personal on the field, practice field, uh, really explosive. I mean, more explosive than you thought? or Yes, more explosive than I, ever, than I thought, than right. I could imagine. And, you know, the first, the beginning of the offseason, we're in a weight room, and he was hanging from a pull-up bar, and literally like spider spider man right and he dropped and fell into like a plank on like two legs and one arm and i was like oh my gosh the most amazing body control i've ever seen and in that moment i just start watching every little thing he did right and this guy's a freak you know he you know he wasn't really running as much in february and march uh he said and when we got there in, in april and we, we started running I mean, he was jogging and blowing out all the receivers by 20 yards. He would sprint, take off, 
and just turn around, basically, like, look at us and let us finish in front of you. It was amazing. It was amazing. Does he have a little Jerry Rice in him, meaning that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the work ethic, uh, the understanding of what true greatness is all about and legacy and all those stuff. With his first three years are the greatest three years any wide receiver has ever had in this league. And I would imagine after his next three years, he's going to be on a pace to be better than Jerry Rice. Does he understand that part of it, you think? He absolutely understands the big picture, and he he wants greatness. And as far as the work ethic part, the thing that I'm hearing the most, like the thing that I hear makes him mad the most, it's is like, not being able to practice all the time. Like he's a gym rat. Real in. You know, like Odell, you don't have to take every single rep. Odell, slow down. It's just a walkthrough. That's Jerry Rice. That's, That's Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice so, yes. Exactly. Like, but it's, a, it's different. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, he literally gets – extremely upset when he after practice like coach said like after practice he wants to run 20 more go routes it's like god bless him that's man. Good. he's, gonna, that's he's good. gonna keep you in shape brandon you know? that's, that's no, actually, yeah. i'll tell you what you know what that is that's really it's music to my ears as an old yeah. school guy and i'm sure it's music to the ears of the giant fans uh speaking of getting your freak on did you see him last night on the sp the espies man he looks like you like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. i mean the first year we were on showtime together your, your suits were horrible right uh, last two years you're taking your game to a whole nother Thank level you, what's your guy's that. name to do as your suit oh uh, it depends which guy because oh, which guy which guy you got guys i got guys but he spent he spent three hours alone with Bart Scott. Yeah, and all of a sudden he he found style after right. that. No, I got style. I, I want to show you got something. My own style. Um, I have on my phone here um, a promo that Boom and I shot uh, to promote our show on CBS. Yeah. So it's a video. Okay. Now you're familiar with Rocky Three. I am. So remember the beach scene when Rocky and Apollo Creed, and eventually towards the end, the, the climax of that scene is. Balboa finally beats Apollo Creed uh-huh. on the beach, and they have the most awkward man kind of high-five hug ever, right? Yeah. So Boom and I recreated that. <laughs> and I don't know if Boom, I, I, I can pull better on Boomer's uh, big uh, so, iPad here. Let me see what you got here. Which one do you want him to watch? I just I wanted you to bring up uh, Rocky, okay, right here. All right, and I want you to do, since you're a broadcaster, I'm I want a... you to do a little uh, broadcasting for me of, uh, let me just fast forward here, all right? Hold on a sec. We're going to play Look here. Look at that ball hit, man. Yeah, I think right. your hat off. It's strong. Look at that it's mouth. It's strong. Look at that mouth. Strong Island. Here we go. I told you this, but it's one of my lifelong dreams for you and I to do a promo inspired by Rocky Ford. I love it. No, it's over here. See, I'd be Rocky, though. I'd be climbing up a mountain. You would, of course, be Drago picking up a car. Yeah, I don't think Drago picked up any cars. <laughs> okay, let's just do Rocky Three then. I'm in. <laughs> look at those shorts Yeah, no kidding Car, you look horrible <laughs> Oh my gosh <laughs> you like Actually that? not bad, Boone You like that, right? Actually boom. not bad We've been trying to get Boone to take his shirt off on Showtime for two years Yeah, yeah it, ain't gonna, ain't it ain't gonna happen That ain't gonna happen Boone looks good, he looks better than you Yeah, well I had a smaller shirt That's all <laughs> He had a smaller shirt <laughs> We did a Karate Kid scene that you're seeing right now I like mm-hmm. this Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> can even stay up. And, and then we walking. did we did white men can't jump. Oh, that's a that's okay. a classic. Classic. Now, I play the Woody Harrelson role. He plays the role, it. believe it or not, of Wesley Snipes. Really? Oh yeah. Uh huh. He has no soul in it. Yes, I he do. Has, I, you have no yeah. soul. I, listen, when I get yeah. my freak on and you're, you're not around, yes, you don't understand. <laughs> he listens to I Jimi have. Hendrix. He doesn't hear Jimi Hendrix. Let me find yeah, out yeah. where it is. Right? Here. Hold on, I gotta find. Boomer's it. not good with the technology. Boomer has no soul. You think Boomer has soul? No. Like being honest. None. 
He does not. None. The, I got the, sold. The man. word does not exist in his uh, at all. In his house, in his no. car, in his you guys, body. You guys he, are idiots. You have no soul. It's I got right. soul. I don't like that. I don't, what name you know one of Jay Z's songs. Um, bump in the night, grind it. Grind it, whatever. You're right. Grind it. Yeah. Grind Come on, it. that's my man. That's he, your man. He came on the show. He gave Boomer. I asked him to give him a rap B-Sizzle. name. B Sizzle. He called him B Sizzle. He called him B Sizzle. He yeah. did. Yeah. And he, that stayed with him for a long time. Right. I, okay. Give so him, uh, which one am I giving him? Give him White Men Can't Jump. Yep. Uh, this one here. No, this one. That one. Oh, I'm sorry. That same thing. It's fine. Is it? All right, here we go. This is White Men Can't Jump now. Brandon's going to give. Is us that his you comments. with this beard? No. You can, <laughs> you guys have way too much time on your hands. So yeah, that we took, do. By the way, that took all day. That it was uh, day? 11 in the morning to 9 p.m. at night. That's what it was. You guys feel good about that? No. Yeah, we, I do. I actually feel really good about I it. I feel good about what we did. I don't feel good about how we look. But Brandy, he's a lot like you, so he complains openly. That's uh, right. Kind of, kind of like you complain so, openly. So, get so things, things get done when you guys complain openly. So he's bitching and complaining, and the folks at CBS Sports Network feel like they're under pressure to do something. It's called squeaky and, wheel. And that's right. Wheel. So this is why this happened here. So uh, at the end of the day, you're, you're a giant now. You stayed in New York. Yeah. You obviously love New York and everything else. Um, you know... When you think about your time with the Jets, positive, negative, what overall? Extremely positive. I mean, I'm used to losing, and that's the sad part. So when you lose, everything um, is magnified times 100 in the National Football League. So that was tough, but I met some great people. You know, I was shocked when I walked into that building how awesome the people were. Mm-hmm. That was the probably the biggest thing that stood out to me because from outside, you know, all we hear about is the circus, the circus, the circus. You know, and now I'm being outside again. That's all we're hearing about, how the right. team is, you know, changing and people are getting cut and new hires. Um, but when I walked in there, man, you know, people were great, had a great experience. That first year was phenomenal. Never had a year like that. Um, I mean, we, after that Patriots game, when we won uh, the second game against the Patriots in MetLife, right. coaches crying, players crying, and those are the moments you live for. I will never forget that. And I'm sitting there because, and I'm crying because I'm like, wow, we needed this game to win. All we got to do is go to Buffalo, win, go beat Buffalo. <laughs> right. I'm in the and I'm in the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs. And it was just that that was a magical moment. I'll never forget that that wow. time in that locker room. I'll say it's good having you here. It's good having you in New York. Obviously, you won't be doing it with the Showtime anymore, but that's probably good for oh, your he's career. He's going to do some Showtime. And always good seeing you. Thanks for stopping by. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Uh, we were with Brandon uh, we were, the last time we yes, saw we was Mayweather Pacquiao, if you remember. Yeah, Brandon was there. He just had the twins. At the, and, and, the, and that's where he leaned up. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had that, I had that garlic <laughs> face. And Mishi's face, your yeah. wife's face. <laughs> I hope Gordon. Felt, so, felt so bad about that. Man. You guys down, are dressed cause. so nicely, and I'm all like dragon breath, you know, garlic spinach. And the problem with face. that is you never forget that. <laughs> well, that's why I said that's why Ever. when I met Brandon, we spent maybe an hour or two together, and we're at the fight. Uh, when we, we all came back to New York, I told Boomer, I go, you got to give me Brandon's number because i got to apologize to him. I don't want him to think of me as the bad breath guy. I honestly Too didn't late know for who that. you were. <laughs> I didn't know who you were. Why do you have to be like that? I met you. At, it was funny because I met you right before yes, that fight. exactly. 
But you just look different. No, no, we did. I don't think we had met before that. No, fight. we didn't. No, we met at that. Fight. I didn't know you were well, such a big deal in New York. You you remembered me after that though. Yeah, and then I mean, you you've attacked me a few times when my yeah. days with the Jets. No, no, you know, yes, no. I'm yes, sure, I'm sure get, I did. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can't remember what it was. It was probably maybe yeah, dropping hands the ball of stone. Yeah. Maybe it was when you tried to flip it backwards for some reason on a national <laughs> television. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I feel like you should have. I, I feel like as a Jets fan, you should have stood up and say, you know what? We want guys like that that's willing to do whatever. <laughs> you know, Marty, you just opened the door. You opened Pandora's box right here because now you just you said, you know, you've been on me, you've been on me, and now he's going to get just back on Just know this. Me. No matter, even, with that, even with that silly uh, you know, flea flicker, uh, I don't know if you were watching the ESPYs last night, but at the, Peyton Manning's hosting you, right? Yeah. And he goes... Here's a joke they wanted me to tell. I, I didn't want to say it. That's the setup for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, and he goes, he goes um, the Phil Jackson Knicks are the most embarrassing thing to ever happen in New York, and that includes Mark Sanchez running to his teammate's anus and dropping the football. <laughs> <laughs> so you will never surpass that, and that happened on Thanksgiving. You it know, was the worst, the butt fumble. That's right. But I don't see the big deal in the butt fumble. Oh, it is it that like bad? Well, having it's the Patriots, Thanksgiving. The history of so Brandon. He hits I, a, an offensive lineman to see, I love New York sports. <laughs> yes. see, this is why I love New York sports. Like, you guys are so passionate about it, and it's like every little thing matters. Right. Yes. Every little thing matters. But you have matters. to remember, he, here's a quarterback <laughs> that took the Jets to two AFC championship games. Right? And on national TV, on Thanksgiving of all nights against the Patriots of all teams, he runs into a very large ass. <laughs> I mean, like an offensive tackle's ass. Hits it, goes the other way, and <laughs> drops the ball and it goes for six. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I often have to remind Brandon I, that I actually did play. It was in a different time time era. Yeah, leather, and all leather helmets. But uh, <laughs> when I say to you, spike game, do you know what that means? Spike game? Spike game. What does that mean? Dan Marino? Yeah, of course. My man. And who was the quarterback of the Jets that day? That was me. That was you? That was me. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I think so, I watched that game live. So there are, there are things that we as Jet players basically share as yeah. brothers. Yeah. And Mark Sanchez is one of our brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so he deals with same of the same crap that we deal with. Although my uh, situation wasn't quite as bad as Mark's. And by the way, I was broadcasting that game that Mark ran into the ass of his, uh, his guard. Now, yours yes. was pretty bad, Boom. Let's not pretend like it. Yeah, but it, it, I was in the, the sideline. I was wasn't on the sideline. fault, line. though. But you guys blew a, I mean, you guys went downhill from that. You couldn't handle the, the, the coming back from that. Yes, we did collapse after that. Yes. You collapsed wow. we like a cheap tent. Wow. <laughs> were, you co- were you covering him? No, I was like, not. No? no. You're not? <laughs> no, I covered, um, I covered the Eagles in like 90, the Ray Rhodes Eagles. Okay. Um, and he was playing in Arizona. Uh, I remember doing the game, which was a great game, by the was, way. Yep. Because um, I remember, because Seth Joyner just left the Eagles mm-hmm. and went to the Cardinals. I, that's the only game I think I was at the Boomer played in. Yeah. And I, you guys won that game late. We too. did. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think um, maybe a field goal or something like that. Does I remember. It, does your does, y'all followers know how y'all met? Y'all like a married couple. Ten years. Mm-hmm. Believe Ten that. Ten years. Yeah, we met. Uh, I, the first time we met was outside the Brooklyn Diner, Fifty Six and Seven. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> no, on the beach. <laughs> and then we went right to the beach. <laughs> yeah. You remember? I bet he. You remember? He remembers. No, not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I changed his life for the we, better. We know yeah. who's the man in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's right. 
As long as we all know. Yeah, yeah we know. We definitely know. Jerry, why don't you play some uh, McGregor sound for Brad? I will. He hasn't heard it yet. Yeah, we're brought to you by Brother Supply New York's number one source for ice, air, peat tax, water source, heat pumps, and fan coils. Uh, here's one from Colin McGregor in Toronto last night talking about how old Floyd uh, Mayweather is, and he's got issues, if you will. You're 40 years of age. Dress your age carrying a school bag on stage what you do with a school bag on stage you can't even read <laughs> is he the best ever trash talker he might uh, be the best sound clip we've pretty, ever had yeah, pretty damn close i love him he's great yep i love him give man. me another one jerry uh here's the next one he says uh, he looks like a kid even though he's an old man he looks like a little break dancer or something a little 12 year old break dancer <laughs> what the <laughs> and then here he is. He's very confident that he is going to win this fight and not the other guy. I just want to speak to all the boxing, all the little pundit, supposed experts. You're crazy if you think this man stands a chance. That's a chance. Did he say something about his head? His head is little. His head is too I had little. that, yeah, two days ago. His you guys have it still? They'd have to go back. Because your little legs look to headless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what Brooklyn's going to be like tonight? Awesome. It's going to be a zoo. It's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be great. I wish I was there. I live right around the corner, too. It's going to be great. And it'll be pro McGregor because they're all going to be pro McGregor. Yeah. And he's he's winning this battle. So, let me, I mean, is, is Mayweather an unpopular fighter overall? I mean, I don't know. You know what? Uh, yes. He had, why? Well, well, yes and no. I mean, people are intrigued by him because of his lifestyle. Uh, but I think that same thing that draws people in pushes people away. People don't really want to cheer for that because you know, they can't relate to it. You know, I just, you know, but again, that's what, that's, it's Money Mayweather. That's, right. that's. He's disliked. That's why he is question. who he is, you know. Um, and that's what it takes to be uh, McGregor or a Floyd. McGregor is the same way. McGregor does the same exact thing on yep. private planes, have money to his ear, always showing his Rolex. And, you know, these guys have mastered it. You know, you have to be a self-promoter to make it to the top in, in boxing. And unwavering about it, and you can't give a damn. Now, no. Floyd's Nobody, done a lot longer than McGregor. And, yeah. but, you know, when, when, I, when I watch boxing, when I watch fighting, man, I, I want to be entertained, not only by the sport and the art and the skill, but I want the show. Right. I want the show, and that's why this fight is going to be amazing. You have the, the, the biggest show showmen going against each other. Maybe you guys have a game that seen. night? Do you know if you have a game that night? You probably I do. do. It's, it's August 26th. Yeah. He probably has a game that, that night. Isn't that the last Thursday of the preseason where well, everybody sat, plays? So you guys in, in New York, Saturday? right? So what, what if we had like an off day with the New York uh, – People kill me if I fly out there. You do, yeah, is this like would this way, be like the boat trip? You wouldn't be. No, good. you do have a game that night because you we wouldn't do. play for so. another what two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. First game of September was it eighth this year. <clears throat> is that the first Thursday night? Killed. They would kill me. Stop. Well, me. I mean, if you went out there and you were like mugging it on the camera, and you know, you know, Eli's back here, and even Odell's in New York, and yeah. you're out in Vegas. Now, if you took Odell to Vegas, who they? Oh, they no. kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who they're playing, but it's the fourth preseason game where the veterans don't. Yeah, play. you're not going to play that much anyway. So I got, I got At the, per all. I got the perfect thing for you. Right, Just so go to uh, huh? Craigie's party. He's having a party with the governor oh, of New yeah. Jersey at the governor's mansion. At the governor's mansion. Is it on a beach? No, it's not. Can't go to the beach. My man's paying attention. I like it. I like it. Yes. You're paying attention. 
Oh, well, here's gosh. the thing. Craig, Craig is throwing a big fight party, a fight party with uh, the governor of New Jersey, Governor Christie, and they're doing it at uh, Drum Whacket, whatever. Drum Whacket. What? It's the governor's mansion. <laughs> whatever. Drum Whacket. And it's in it's Jersey, Princeton. So. It's uh, in if Princeton. If you want to come, may do that. I mean, it's, a, it's a limited guest list. You know, we'll talk about it. See if you qualify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> VU plus one, not plus five. Just I, you and your I wife can't can bring come. my crew. You don't have a crew. Do you have a New York crew? I have a crew. How big is the New York crew? My wife. Twins, I have twins. Well, that, my nanny, of course, you my can nanny. bring them. I can bring them? Of course. Okay, okay. Family is always welcome. Okay. But I don't want to find that you have 19 cousins have, and brothers three, I have. Three, three bodyguards? No, no. Throw it out there wow. to Sterling Shepard. Bring Eli. Bring mm-hmm. Odell. That would be great, right? I can only bring Are 75 people. Are you going, Boom? Uh, I'm thinking about sitting ringside. I got ringside oh, really? uh, opportunity for ringside yeah. seats, yeah. Really? Yeah. See how he does that? I like that. Yeah, yeah. you should take that opportunity. I'm, I'm thinking about it. No, or he could be a good teammate and partner. What are you going to wear? Uh, I'm going to wear what you wore to the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. I don't remember you what You didn't I even wore. dress up. No, I didn't. Nah, you know, listen. You know, acid wash jeans. It's the way we are. Gotta, we listen, just, see, you guys are disrespecting the fight game. The fight game, if you go back to it, man, it was an experience. You know, the women dressed up, the men dressed up. You are up. a black tux. You are black absolutely, on black. Absolutely. You to watch two guys it. bludgeon each other? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, time for moment of the day, or uh, are we sure, kind right. of uh, running so. out of time do here? what you got to do. Read the sponsor. Uh, moment of the day brought to you by Resorts World Casino NYC with over 5,500 games. Highest payouts anywhere. They've got more right next door. Moment of the day. Moment of the day. Way to go, Booms. Way okay, to be a part of the show. I, I didn't know. Wilson. Go. Well, I yeah, you, know, you know what's happening right now? This happens every single time. There's a football player here that Boomer has a relationship with. That's football You see, see the lean? She's leaning towards Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> see that lean? <laughs> right? When you dip, I dip, we dip. I got it. Yeah, you're, okay. you're doing the lean. All right. You never do the lean. Jealous? That's right. Yeah, he gets a little jealous. jealous. He does. Uh-huh. He does. Trying to look, move away look. from the narps. See? He yes. leans in. Where'd y'all meet? 56 and what? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard the term NARP? N-A-R-P, you know what that no, means? No. Uh, non-athletic regular people. That's who these guys are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See how he separates himself? Because yeah. he's yeah. a ball player he's friendly with. <laughs> They're friends. They may socialize. He's got the little yeah. lean going. Get the okay. lean going. Then he's going to try to. Then here's the best thing he does with Brandon. He tries to come across as hipper than he is. Oh, you yeah. Do that all the time. All the right? time. All the time. Yep. Phil Sims gave though. up, but you still <laughs> try to be hip. I see through that. Right? He knows see, but Phil, you know, Phil, he has a little bit of it. Boom. Because Phil's, Phil's country nothing. Guy. Phil mm-hmm. is square. No, he's, he's not. He's about as square as they come. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, so what do you got? I can't wait to watch on the Sunday show. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We got two. <laughs> Are y'all going to have the same banter? I, I hope so. That's what we're hoping, yeah. But, you know, over there we do have other guys that we have to deal with. And Coach Cower and, of they course, now Nate Burleson will be with us yeah, as well. Nate, Nate yeah. Yeah, good thing Nate's I want to see you two just go at it. Just go at it. Left him and, and right. Nate or yeah. him and Phil? Him and Phil. Yeah, well, he's seen that the last two years. The whitest pregame show in America. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Brandon, it's good seeing you, man. Good luck today in the golf world. We're on the same team, so hopefully you won't let us down. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.